to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I want to start the show off with some news. I know that a lot of you know that we were doing our fundraiser for our 2021 year, and because of some technical difficulties and rule changes and all this stuff, we are not going to be able to renew our license. So the money that you've donated is going to be coming back to you, and this is probably going to end up being our last show, and I'm just fucking with you. Happy April Fool's Day. (laughs) Oh, I'm such a bitch. Hi, everybody. I am so glad you're here tonight. You know, every once in a while you have these days that are like absolutely perfect, perfect days. And this was one of them. I, it was absolutely beautiful spring spring weather today. And Dutch Brothers has their sticker day today. So I go get a peach smoothie and I get my Dutch Brothers sticker. And it's like, yay. And then I go to the store and they have their tomato and basil plants. They're setting those out. So they have those there. And I grab some of those. So it's like awesome. And then my son is here and he's smoking a ham. And it has my entire office smelling like this this pecan applewood smoke hand just like drooling all over my keyboard and and oh and the store had red seedless grapes so that's my quiet food for tonight these big fat juicy little self-contained nature juice boxes is raisins are, i don't like raisins grapes grapes are awesome um and so it's just been one of those days where everything is just absolutely perfect. And then I get to sit here and I'm doing prep work for the show. And I'm sure I messed things up because I just was not focused tonight at all, as you can tell. Um, but, yeah, it was it was just sitting there getting everything ready for the show. And I'm just thinking, this today is a really, really good day. It's just a really good day. And I could not be happier to be here. If you guys would like to call in, the number to call in tonight is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. A couple announcements before we get going here. If you are interested in putting together a writer's workshop with us, you can do so by uh, probably shooting me a message on Facebook would be the easiest. Um, if I'm not on your contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia. A-L-I-S-I-A. Shoot me a message and let me know what you'd like to put together. Your workshops can be anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours long. Basically, we can just start and go till you're done. You can pre-record these on your computer and send them to me. We can do, uh, I can set us up kind of like on a conference call, you know, and maybe I could talk with you at the beginning and do a short interview and talk about what you're going to be doing for the evening, and then I mute my mic and you're off and running and just go do your workshop till you're done. We can do a combination of both. If you want to do pre-recorded part of, in the beginning and let people go through the workshop, and then as soon as that's over, we can go live and answer questions and things like that. I can set you up to do it that way, whatever you want to put together. Let me know what you want to do. Remember, you don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do one of these. We all have something to teach, and we all have something to learn. You know, if you, you know you, it's like, oh, gosh, I'd really like to do it, but I don't know what to do it on. Google workshop ideas. Or pick a poetry form you're interested in. Or it could be anything, right? And just let me know what you want to do. We'll get that set up. It's it's a real fun and cool way to be able to uh, spend a little bit more intimate time with each other than we're afforded to on here. Next thing, 
this is exciting. This is our last time, actually second to the last time, when we will be able to thank our sponsors for our 2020 broadcasting license, those people who stepped up to the plate and helped me cover part of that cost for the year. This is uh, we're, we're at the end of our broadcasting year for 2020, and we'll be starting 2021 up here next week. So I want to take this moment to stop all of us and really thank those people who made this last year possible. You know, I can't do this by myself, and, and the help from the community from you guys is just an amazing gift. And so I want you to know how much it's appreciated and, and, and you know, how much, not just to me. I mean, this, is, this has been my love for the last 14 years, spending this time with you. You know, but for everybody that's been here from the beginning to the poets that's going to be here for the first time tonight, it's just what an amazing community is and what the gift meant to all of us. Just thank you. Did I get mixed up on that? It doesn't matter. You guys know what I'm talking about. So those who stepped up to the plate and helped cover our 2020 broadcasting license, thank you, you guys. Debbie Kelly, Eric Sheldman, Sean and Maddie Gullickson, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Rick and Sean Clark, Raymond Bentley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Rachel Ward, Kevin Kraft, Gina Storm, Renee Cryer, James, a.k.a. One Sapien, Richard Ward, Colm Kennedy Hume. Thank you guys so much for making this last year possible. We appreciate you, and it just means the world to all of us. And next week, we will be introducing you to the broadcasting sponsors for our 2021 year. I'm still not used to saying 2021. So, yeah, I'm excited to do that. And I want to thank everybody. We're still working on a couple last-minute things. The fundraiser is closed, but we did not end up covering up the fundraiser fees. So if you're still interested in helping out and sponsoring, I think we're like $100 short, so um, on the two-hour show. So you can do that through PayPal. Or you can do that through, what is that, dollars app, money app, app dollars, whatever that thing is. I don't know. I just signed up for it for Mama. <laughs> um, but Cash App, that's it. Cash App, that's on there too. So if you're interested in still helping out with that last little bit, shoot me a message. I'll let you know what you can do, and we can go from there. Very excited. Very, very honored to be a part of this community with you guys. You have no idea. All right. So now. It is time for your inspiration from the inkwell. Have your journal and your pen and everything at ready. We are going to go through these. If I happen to get you a little mixed up or I go off on a tangent or, you know, I, I say if for some reason you missed any of this, all right, you can go back to, after the show's over, you can go back to the uh, the podcast the archives to the show, and you can listen and start it, and stop it, start it and stop it at your leisure and be able to write these down. Okay, so if you want to just listen through them the first time or if you want to write them down, whatever, just know that they're going to be there. In fact, if you're sitting there one night and you don't know what to write, you can go back to the first 15 minutes of any of our shows and we'll give you prompts and assignments and all kinds of things to get you off and running. Okay, before I start this, I want to remind you guys that I did have surgery on my jaw, and so I have this plastic retainer thing in my mouth right now. 
So if you hear me yell, it's because I bit my tongue. If you hear me talking funny, that's why. Oh, you know, we don't always do it pretty. We always do it. That's just the way it is. We're just hanging out and having some fun. All right, so everyone should have their journal or their notebook ready. And you should have those with you at all time. All times. I mean, every day. I don't care if you're going to the bathroom. Take your journal with you. That's, that's very non-interrupted time. <laughs> okay? Put your phones down. Pick up your notebook. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you your journal assignment first. Now, journal assignment is kind of like yoga pants time with your brain and with your muses. It's just meant for you to spend some time writing and exploring and having some fun. This is not meant for you to produce something that the world's going to read. In fact, the world should only ever read maybe 10% of what you write in your entire life. You should write a lot behind the scenes is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) All right, so, yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to keep us on track here. You should always have your journal on with you, no matter where you go. What we are working on for your journal assignment, your one-on-one yoga time pants, yoga pants time with your brain, is observations. Okay? And remember, as we go through this, as I was saying, that's where I got lost. This isn't meant for the world to read. It's just for you. It's just for you to explore writing time. So don't worry about writing. Great. Just spit it out and get it on paper when we go through all these, when you're doing this stuff. All right, if something grows out of it, great, but that's not what it's intended for. And this is an assignment, yoga pants time. We're working on an observation list and exploring your sources of inspiration. You know, the things that reach out unexpectedly and catch your attention or make you stutter in a step or take a second look or a sideways glance. You know, those unexpected whispers in the back of your hearing you know, smells that cause you to time travel, that type of stuff, those things that just reach out and, what, what, what was that? Things that make you stutter. No matter where you are or what you're doing, you should always pay attention, you guys, to the things that call out to you. Stop, you should stop, you should look at them, listen to them, you know, feel them, absorb them, ask yourself, you know, why it is. You know, explore what the attraction was. You know, in these things, if you can find what the attraction was in these things, you will find out who you are as a creative person. The things that call out to your soul are the things that are going to inspire you. You know, so always pay attention to your own inspirations, the things that call out to only you. You know, don't chase other people's expectations of your art. You know, don't go out and seek the common rainbow. Go out and stomp in puddles and make messy with your own brand of muses. You know, they're the ones who will lead you to your greatest discoveries inside yourself. You know, and we as artists, I think, always have to strive to listen to them, to pay attention to them. You know, them and no other. So that's what these help you do, is discover those things that inspire you things that call you, the things that mean something, things that anchor you down into your own voice. So, observations. Last week, I had you write down a list of everything that seemed to move too fast or move too slowly. And this week, I want you to do your journal assignment is I want you to do a free write. Remember, every time we sit down, we don't have to write a poem. We just have to write 
don't girdle yourself into one kind of thinking or you will cripple yourself as a writer. As a writer, you're not just the poet. You don't have to just write poetry. Free yourself from that mind thought. All right. So I want you to write, just free write, just sit down and write whatever comes to mind or write a poem or a short story, whatever it is that you want, comparing how you thought as a child to how you think now as an adult. I want you to use that list that you made as examples of the differences and contradictions or whatever between now and then. You know, use them to show a difference in how you approach things or perceive them or interact with them. You know, find examples in your list that will tell the story visually of how you interact with your world differently now compared to how you did then. You know, it'll be interesting, it'll be fun writing the, you know, exploring that because there's some things that will move faster and slower and then switch. You know, when you're an adult, the things that seem to move fast now move slow. The things that move slow now, you know, so it'll be really fun to be able to show those comparisons. So that's it. This week, I want you to make a list of everything that you see. Or excuse me, I want you to make a list of everything that you smell. I want you to make a list of all the things that smell really, really, really good or smell, smell terribly horribly bad okay remember doing this list will give you an incredible tool too that you can use when writing or editing your poetry it's a source of reference into your own brand of unexpected and surprising imagery right there at your fingertips you know that type of stuff that really makes your poems stand out makes them memorable have that emotional impact all right so Next week, I will give you the topic to write to using the things you observe and record between now and next Thursday. That what? Smell really, really good or smell so, so terribly, horribly rotten bad. Okay. Now let's get to your writing exercise. And we are going to do the pick apart a prompt. We've been working on that because what is really important to remember it's important to remember that what you do with a prompt before you write to it is more important than what you write to the prompt. What you do with it before is way more important than what you end up with, what you write. Okay? So in doing this, what I want you to do is I kind of look at the prompt. I want you to search deep inside the idea or the concept of it. Okay? Really dissect the prompt. And the pick apart a prompt for this week, wait, wait, wait. Oh, I forgot. There isn't one. And that is because I'm going to give you, once again, and we're going to be doing this for a while, 12 of them. I'm combining your pick apart a prompt exercise with your poetry prompts. I think that taking these two sections and mixing them together and consolidating it will be uh, maybe will be a bit more fun and useful to you when you sit down and look at these these prompts to write. So instead of just giving you a list of them, you know, you you have an exercise to go along with them besides just writing to them, which is the whole point of what I've really been trying to work with and talk about, you know, for a while is like I said, don't don't seek someone else's rainbow. Don't seek the common rainbow. Seek that unique voice inside of you. Write the things that no one else but you can write. Don't write the predictable. 
So that's why things like this are really important. The prompts that I'm going to give you, now remember, prompts are like seeds planted. They are meant to grow into poems. The prompt can be the title of your poem, it can be a line in your poem, or it can be the general concept of your poem. But beyond those guidelines, what you do with them is up to you. So with your pick-apart-a-prompt poetry prompts, <laughs> I want you to number your paper 1 through 12. I'm going to go ahead and give you those now. So your poetry prompt number one is how I remember her. How I remember her. Number two, forever has no time but now. Forever has no time but now. Number three, secrets and sage. Secrets and sage. Number four, with stars of candles burning. With stars of candles burning. I just bit my tongue. Number five, the distance in our eyes. The distance in our eyes. If I start crying, you guys won't make fun of me, right? Okay. Number six, I trace your forbidden name once more. I trace your forbidden name once more. Number seven, the breeze blue voyages. The breeze blue voyages. Number eight, laughter tattooed. Laughter tattooed. I actually made that one up. Uh, for a really good friend of mine that I haven't talked to in a long time, and maybe she made me think of this as a good title for a prompt, because that's uh, her laughter. Her laughter is amazing, Miss Annie, and uh, you know, the sound of of that girl's laughter is like tattooed in my brain forever. She's just amazing. Anyway, so that's what made me think of that one. I thought that was it's kind of sentimental one to me. Right to that one is an amazing one. All right, so number nine, I would burn these old letters. I would burn these old letters. Number 10, like moths, the young girls follow. Like moths, the young girls follow. Number 11, in the space beyond sky. In the space beyond sky. And number 12, even skin could not bind her. Even skin could not bind her. Now, you can write one poem per prompt, mix and match them, like write a prompt using line 9 and 7 and 3 and 11, and, you know, putting it together that way. You can write a, a poem to each one, or you can get real frog, get froggy and yeah, write, write a poem using all 12 lines. I've only done that once, and that's when it was 10 lines. It was pretty fun. Now, I want you to work on these with your pick-apart prompt hat on, I guess, is the way to put it. I want you to think about it with that, the pick-apart-a-prompt mentality as you approach these. And what I would like you to do, so instead of making a whole list, giant page list, I want you to write the first prompt at the top of the page. And then I would like you to make a list of only six different thoughts or, or processes you could follow writing to this prompt. You know, do at least six for each one. You can write more if you wish, but uh, 
Yeah, try at least do six. Then continue down the list. For each prompt, write different thoughts or ideas or directions. You can take each of the prompts. Six different ideas for poems you could write to each prompt. For example, and we'll use one of last week's prompts, In Forgotten Trunks. Remember that one? In Forgotten Trunks. So what poems could we write to In Forgotten Trunks? So what, what subject is, we could use like... Um, Okay, so items in storage in, at an uh, abandoned insane asylum, mental asylum. You know, those old abandoned, yeah, you find a room full of trunks with things. Um, a pair of swim trunks laying by the pool on a very hot summer day. Um, the memory of migrating elephants. Uh, the trunks in your grandma's attic, you know, the archives of the lives or your family's lives, their history. Uh, trunks in the bottom of the ocean from the Titanic or in Area 51's storage closet. Or what about something like trunks full of the things stolen from the Jewish during World War II? Or maybe trunks that hold the invisible trauma inside the mind of a soldier suffering from PSTD. So if, if you look at that, if you see how all those examples differ, I think that you can see how sitting down and really dissecting a prompt before you write to it can really allow you to, to flesh out some really unique ideas instead of following that first knee-jerk reaction when you hear something to write to. By doing this, you know, the first thing most people think of in Forgotten Trunks, they think of Grandma's Attic. You know, and that was in my first, what, one, two, three, four. That was in my first five. You know, but as I went down further thinking of them, you know, it took a really unique turn, a different turn, you know, something that you may not think of immediately. So that's why it's important to do these. You know, and in, in, in doing these, you know, I swear to you guys, it is going to help make you such a better writer. It's going to help you explore places inside you you didn't even know you had. It's going to be like Pretty Woman saying, I got moves you've never seen. Remember that part? Yeah, pretty Women. Oh, anyway, no, Best Friend's Wedding, that was it. Anyway, so that is it. Write your first, write the prompts at the top of the page. Write down six different directions you can follow in writing poems to that prompt and then move on to the next. Then... Uh, yeah, you're good to go. And in, in doing this, I swear to you, you're going to find some cool things to write about. You're going to be amazed how much it inspires you to write more and write better things than you normally would on subject-wise. Take some really strange turns. We all love strange turns. All right, so once again, I'm going to run through that list again really fast. Someone just asked me what it was. Okay, ready? I'm going to do this real quick. One, how I remember her. Two, forever has no time but now, three, secrets and sage, four, with stars of candles burning, five, the distance in our eyes, six, I trace your forbidden name once more, seven, the breeze blue voyages, eight, laughter tattooed, nine, I would burn these old letters, number ten, like moths, the young girls follow, eleven, in the space beyond sky. And number 12, even skin could not bind her. 
So there you go. Have fun with those. Remember, we've been focusing on reading, reading, reading. You have to have input in, other to, in order to have output. If you are not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it backwards. Uh, we were talking about for the, you know, for one of our challenges we do to challenge ourselves is every month learn a new poetry form. You know, learn something, even if it's, you know, even if you're not a person who normally writes in form poetry like myself, I'm a free verse writer. And uh, writing poetry forms was a challenge for me until I made it not a challenge and realized that it's really kind of fun and cool because they're like little word games we get to play, and we all love those. So, yeah, learn a new poetry form every month. And the second thing is, is people talk about having writer's block all the time. Writer's block does not exist. It doesn't. Because you know how you make writer's block go away? You pick up the pen and you write something. I don't care if it's your grocery list. I don't care if it's, um, you know, I will not forget to take the garbage out 5,000 times on a piece of paper. I don't care what it is. If you are writing, you do not have writer's block. Writer blo writer's block does not exist. It's a crutch. Let it go. All you have to do is write. So this one is something that I do to Try to build that writer's discipline inside myself to make sure that I write something every single day. And once you do this for a while, it becomes such a habit that you do it second nature. But that is to write a haiku every single day. This encompasses all of the things that I try to emphasize with writers. You know, when I do my... Uh, the workshops that I put on, when I when I talk about that stuff, you know, those are some of the things, my main focuses. You know, this kind of encompass, encompasses everything you guys hear me talk about. And that is, I want you to go out, and every day I want you to find something worth 17 syllables. That's all I'm asking. 17 syllables out of your day. So you have to pay attention to things around you. Find something in your day that's worth 17 syllables, and then write it down. Haiku, five, seven, five, three lines. Whatever it is, write it down. Keep that notebook on you. And I don't even care if it's 15 syllables. You guys have heard me say this a billion times. I don't care if it's 15 syllables. I don't care. Write it down. Get those poetic hiccups on paper, and you can always go back and add the other two syllables or take away seven syllables later. Editing is your friend. But think about that. If you were to write a haiku every single day for a year, you could pick out between 38 and maybe 60 of those, and you would have a haiku book ready to publish. That elephant gone, one bite at a time. 17 syllables a day, you guys. If you keep your pens moving, writer's block doesn't exist. It's kind of like the boogeyman can't hurt you if you don't believe in it. The biggest thing, I think, for poets is what I talked about earlier, girdling yourself into a label. You know, we are so freaking bent on having our awesome labels, aren't we? I'm ADD, I'm AD, I'm ABC, I'm what the hell. You know, but bottom line is we is what we is. So... Where was I going with that? I do that all the time, you guys. It was something so profound. See, if I don't write it down, I forget it. 
So, yeah, somebody please tell me where I was. I was taking that somewhere really cool. I was. I don't even know where I was taking it. There you have you have your haiku book and one bite at a time and whatever it was is freaking gone. So we're just going to let it go there. All right, you guys, those are – I'm going to come back at the, end, at the end of the show, though, and listen to the archives, and I'm just going to be, like, sitting here beating my head on the desk. And it was such a perfect day, too, right? They screwed me over, got me to, re- you know, relax my guard when they showed me the red, the red grapes that had – yep, they got me. Thank you, April 1st. <laughs> All right, so go back, listen to those in the archives if you want to want to get them written down, want to check them. It was really cool, too. I was uh, going through, I haven't been on my uh, Facebook in a while, and I was going through my notifications and saw that Clarence has been doing his homework like crazy and posting and tagging me, so I want to thank him for doing that. It's really awesome to see what you guys do with some of these things that I give you. you know, even if you don't want everyone else in the world to see them, but you think, hey, I'm working on this. It's pretty cool. Shoot it to me over in a message. I would love to read it in private. All right. So with that said, now I'm going to play an audio track. I got away the last two months without having to play or read, and it, I got brought to my attention with one of the donations that came in on the show, and the condition of it was that I knocked that, crap off and once because I never read on the show you know this is about you guys you know that um, but once a month I'm supposed to play or read something of mine for a show of the month so that is tonight this is your April Fool's joke you get to listen to my poem <laughs> um, but I'm first the first person who uh, PMs me on here the name of one of the poems that's that's what I'll play uh, for, to, op- to do the show tonight but the condition was that I had to start and end the show this show because I haven't done it in three months start and end the episode with a peace of mind so that's what I'm going to do just so you guys know <laughs> if you're a recording artist and you would like to have your piece played on the air you can send those to me um, emailing me would be the easiest and the word the is in the email title the T-H-E the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com speakeasycafe at gmail.com. Make sure you put audio file, MP3, something like that in the subject line. We can get them uploaded to the show's library and play them for the world. Okay, I got it. All right. So the piece that I'm going to play tonight, this one's really fun for me because, you know, if you just follow something, you just spit it out and sort it out later, something will take on its own. It takes on its own a life of its own, I guess, is a way to put it. You know, it, a poem that I write seldom comes, I can't say I'm going to sit down and write a poem about a cat because by the time I'm done, it could be about, you know, global warming. And they, they, If you just follow them where they need to go, they'll come out the way they're supposed to be. And so then when I went to do this and I was trying to read it, it was like it, it, I must have done 100 takes of it because it just didn't sound right until I started. I got tired and started goofing around. And the way it was recorded was the way I heard it in my head, which is what made it made it be more natural for me. And so at the time, you need to know that I was uh, going to a lot of Shakespeare plays. I'm like one of the biggest Shakespeare nerds. I've probably seen The Tempest and you know a couple other of my favorite plays well over, uh, I was going to say 100, probably 200 times. I mean, I go to every, I don't care if it's a high school thing. Or if it's, uh, you know, on Broadway, you know, if I can go get to it, I'll, I'll go. 
So this was during that time, and it was written about a couple who just never got their shit together. And I really had a lot of fun with this one. So here you go. This this is such an early one. God, this is so long ago. It sounds terrible. Anyway, it's called Lake at the River's End. Here you go. The Lake at the River's End. A fable of sorts. He sees her there, kneeling beside the lake at the river's end. Tears of sadness do ripples send. She is just a dream he is haunted by, bound to the sound she cries. Her tears pound out his heartbeat. When they stop, tis when they meet. A moment or a lifetime too late, fear made him hesitate deeply now to feel the grief beyond measure no relief for the empty arms of his soul only he hears the twin harps echo transcending him to stand beside her to look but never touch her because he loved her too much or not enough could this be the truth told as such her tears slow in motion fall still two souls heed their call in the ripples they stand face to face what is lost love is still to embrace the image she sees beside her that dreams deliver from her his love is all she could have ever dared now it will not free her from his presence there, her sorrow never to release him, existing together only in the reflection of a moment she saw so clearly, how hearts do pay so dearly, when one never sees what the other sees so clear, so well, a lover's hell, to be so close that closer no longer exists and still not know the taste of the other's lips to hunger the flesh to plead the soul to weep in the need seeing everything on the surface of the lake make no mistake because there's been one too many here skipping stones distorting what should be seen so clear that while two fools stand a world apart two souls have joined and the world forgot, forever locked inside each other, and what existed before is limited to the limitless of the other, barring nothing that their dreams did lack. The pen's been tapped, the ink is dry, and two lovers trapped in the sky come back to the lake at the river's end, one reflection, one perfection, one revelation. It is without end. Love, sorrow, a duplicate tomorrow, cursed to love itself again and again, a beginning, a middle, and a music box end, 
a thousand times once more, the music only to restart time and space apart. From where she kneels, still and yet again, beside the lake, at the river's end. Lake at the River's End, one of my really, really long time ago ones, but it's one that I really had fun, fun writing. And once I, once I decided how I was going to do it, I, I really had fun producing it, even though my production was not great back then. Okay, so guys, it is time to get to our callers once again. If you would like to call in and read tonight, the number is six four six five nine five three nine six five. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in. Remember that we do take callers in the order that you call in, such as tonight our first caller comes from area code 541. Listen for your telephone area code. When you are on, you can do, let me take a look at the board as well. Um, Right now you can do two short poems or a normal length poem. Uh, and I'll let you know if you can just do normal to normals here in a bit. We've got quite a, a crazy board going on right now. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, so right now, yeah, you can do two short poems, normal one. Um, you know what those boundaries are. When you're done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. It's real important that people know how to come find you and get to know you and your work better. And then remember that there is a mature rating. So no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. You know, no adult porn stuff. Other than that, you're good to go. Uh, when you, when I bring you on, I think I forgot to mention this. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. It's real important that your name's attached to your work and people know who's reading. I want to let, before we get going, I want to let area codes 4197, 402, area code 609, 713, and 518 know that you are not in the lineup, not a one of you. So if you would like to come on the air, press 1, and that will alert me that it's okay to unmute you. That's 4197. Oh, now we've got 4197-609-713-815 if you guys want to come on the air, 419-609-815. If any of you want to come on, Press 1. If you're here just hanging out and listening, appreciate you being here. Thank you. And if you change your mind at any time, press 1, and I'll let me know it's okay to bring you on. I'm going to go ahead and bring on our first caller, which comes from area code 541. 541, you're on the air. Is that me? It mm-hmm. is you. Oh, gosh. Let me tell you, I went on a quest to get to print. So, so I'm like at uh, the park blocks. In downtown Eugene. <laughs> All right, it's oh, it's windy. so pretty there. Oh, yeah. You know, I rushed on the bus. I power walked. You know, I'm eating cop food. You know what cop food is? It's like no. a donut and coffee. Donut and coffee, oh. that's cop food. <laughs> so happy April Fool's Day. Um, yeah, how, how are you doing? Your poems are awesome. Your writing prompts are so cool, too. Are you going to write to him? Well, maybe. I mean, I write constantly. Like, I write every day. I had to, like, I 
printed out three poems. I'm reading one of them. And it's called Deep Dark Claustrophobia, and let's go. That's Ready? okay. I don't have any prom at all crashing parties, so just throw in my prompts in there. We're good. Oh, yeah. Well, your prompts are <laughs> awesome. I want to, like, get, like, I want to get some, some of them because they all, oh, gosh. You mentioned the trunk, and it reminded me of a TikTok video I did a while ago where I got a Russian chest I didn't want. And, you know, so I was like, there's a chest on my porch. I don't know why it's there. I didn't ask for this. It doesn't even open. But anyway, this is the actual poem. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Going unprepared into a brand new challenge course, into a salt mine abandoned many moons ago, a place that was dangerous enough to abandon. Or was it just that the salt finally ran out? The price wasn't worth the trials anymore. I like to think the shaft was abandoned because somewhere out there a foreman drew a heart. So it was a challenge course. Nobody could see me. Nobody was allowed to hear me. I was to sneak in and sneak out with $50,000 in my pocket. I entered the cave in the middle of the night with nothing on. No pants, no shirts, no shoes, no undies. Naked and numb. I'm no artist. I sell cars to rich old men. My life was boring and I wanted excitement. I dropped my name in an envelope with some medical records. Sent it in with a year's supply of box clippings and coupons. From what I understood, the kind of the kind people running the show didn't cut corners. The challenge was real excitement. I was black bagged in the middle of the night, dropped off with a list of ingredients that formed a code of adherence. I wasn't alone. The van was filled with giggling and chatting. We couldn't see a thing, and that made no difference. Seasoned hostages knew what was going on, and that was enough for me. Call me gullible. We had names. We made small talk, and nothing was revealed until I was chest deep in warm water. I barely signed the contract. The paper was falling apart. We were joking about signing our lives away. It was like television. Like in good movies, we made our metaphorical death pact. I was, it was understood nobody was going to let us slip if we messed up. It was a loss, but not of life, just time, because whoever it was who messed up would be driven home with some consolation prize printed over at the local Kinko's until the next event. I didn't take this shit seriously enough. For me, I was on a real blood-pumping adventure. The wind... Collecting clues like Scooby-Doo and the people who put all this together were wise enough to avoid taking any credit. It wasn't until I fell 200 feet down that these people went public. No way did I want this thing to fail. It was an event to end all events. No concert got the adrenaline going like this quest for esoteric clues. 50K was second place. First place was the privilege to join the planning committee for next year. I didn't win either. I want a broken neck. I want a brand new wheelchair and my face on TV. I won the World Ender Prize as a tradition killer, blowing through a straw to tell my spouse I need a shit. I can't blame myself too much. The event guides could have been less cryptic. They could have given us equipment, and they could have made sure we would be safe. I don't sell anything anymore. I cost money, and when I wake up, I'm going to forget where I am again, all because I wanted 50K 
and I place my foot a little wrong. Now look at me. I'm a shadow of myself, and weird as it sounds, no regrets. After a long, quiet life of normalization, I lived a different one for a few nights, and when I came out, I was treated with love and with sorrow, and that's a hell of a lot more than bragging rights. Love is priceless, and nobody can take me to court for flipping the Grim Reaper off. I remember sitting in the abyss for hours, half dead. It was dark, and it was tight down there. For a while, I was convinced this was the real end, and it was deep and scary. The wind whistled through the tunnels, death's voice calling me, and I couldn't even move. They found me. I woke up to to bright hospital lights and teardrops with a hefty check for so much more than 50K. If that's not a victory, I don't know what is. Now, I don't have to do a thing but live with myself. My kids grow up, go to college, and live a fancy life. For all I know, this was part of the plan in the first place. Thank you. I battled the wind. I, I love, the wind I love that. that. I can just picture you, you know, taking that deep breath and shaking your head and, and your your little soft curls moving in the breeze and whew, I'm done. <laughs> well, it's like I I worked hard to do this. I really wanted to be on the show this week. Like I had to run some errands and I'm like, No, I gotta do this. I this is a commitment. I love it. <laughs> You know, it's like soon I called in, I just had my headphones in the whole time, you know, until I found the right spot. This is perfect. Thank you so much for doing this. And, yeah, I want to know more about those writing prompts, you know, and I agree wholeheartedly about writer's block. You know, that's what I do when I get it. Yeah, if you go on my page, um, there is. By the way, I'm not even. I'm not even going to do it for you. This is what happens when you guys don't introduce yourself. I get everyone's asking me who's reading, who's is reading. Oh, Word I'm James Otter. Nice. Who's reading? James Otter, there you go. Overboard. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was like, well, I told you where I am and what I've been through to get here. Yeah, no, I'm James Otter, the poet overlord. Look, look me up. I'm on Facebook. I got a poetry page. You know. You can also look me up on YouTube if you want to see old reruns of me reading poetry. Just look up James Otter Poet. There you go. How's that? <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. You know, next week I'll probably be at my house. <laughs> <laughs> well, the prompts oh, that so uh, the prompts that I give out, I usually make on a list. So if you go to my Facebook page and look under albums. There oh, yeah. should be a one called prompts, and so all of the, the prompts that I give you each week will end up in there. So you can go back and look at all kinds of them. You have amazing prompts, by the way. They are so cool. And again, sorry for not introducing myself. I just wanted to get into it, you know. I wasn't You're thinking. okay. You did but, awesome. But, yeah, you can <laughs> find me, you know, just look up the Poet Overlord. It's a Facebook page. I post on there. Pretty regularly, you know, there are videos. And, you know, if you, I also run a poetry night. It's very underground, so just send me a friend's request as James Otter, and you may or may not get an invite. It's pretty cool. All right. Well, <laughs> anyway, Thanks, i got to get back to it. Bless your heart, and happy April Fool's Day. <laughs> you too, right. hon. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> All right. 
Our next caller comes from area code 740. 740, you're on the air. Hi, Lila. This is Sean Tucker. <laughs> hey, Sean. How are you, baby? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I've had a very humbling week with my writing and a very challenging week in my own life. So that makes for good writing. <laughs> it does. I was just going to say, so you've had a really good week. <laughs> <laughs> Up and down, like, but good. come on, shit, oh. come mess with me so I can get in the mood to write, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, you got it. So guess what I did? What did you do? I, you'd be proud of me, I hope. I did my best to take a stab at this uh, writing exercise. Mhm. And um, it's a little all over the place, but it's just like you said. It's uh, nothing like I've ever written before, and I used—I tried to use all 12 of them, and uh, I'd like to share it with you. Please, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm nervous about this because, you know me, I, my writing is probably too structured, and this is, uh, oh, I'm just going to read it. Um, this piece is currently untitled. The wide river seems white to me tonight. White like the color of my face when I'm nervous. Anxious, she will see my weakness. Powerful land of palms she lies in. Distant dreams fell a hundred miles away. Dreams of big cities ran like machine society. One box car following another. They clock in, they clock out, hearts and souls empty. Meanwhile, down there in this tiny little city, I embrace this rain, but the storm in my heart is ever more brewing. She may have travels on other roads, but the intimacy of our souls had already been shared, dancing amongst the fire in my heart. Her stillness whispers like a shadow in this dark room. Shadows leaving lust in my flesh and love in my ever-so-broken heart. The full moon left its craziness to the wings that day, and my mind flew away like an eclipse left unseen because the room was dark. And she likely will paint her canvas black again today. She may have been on another path, but she paints her canvas black just like the emptiness in the hearts of the pretty magazine girls whose confidence was lost along with their dignity. And the room remained dark, quiet, shadows of love reflecting her thirsty soul. The empathy was missing and hearts were mending amongst words yet to be traveled. Love eternal bliss we seemingly have missed. End of poem. So how much fun did you have doing that? That was fun. It that was that was nice. I liked it. How many times did you <laughs> stop and question yourself? None. None. I just went with it. <laughs> you know, I um, love that that's it, how vulnerable did you feel reading that? 
Uh, it, it, a lot. I mean, I could mm-hmm. talk about that for a while. There's, um, well, as you can tell from when I write, um, quote unquote fiction is written, but it's drawn from personal experience. But when you let your mind wander wherever it wanders, you find things that you didn't know you even felt. So that's pretty exactly. cool stuff. Exactly, and that's what these prompts are supposed to do. That's what these exercises are supposed to, and that's what it's supposed to make happen. You know, so, you know, first of all, you came on the air and you read something from the prompts and something you weren't comfortable with. You kind of like, but you're not sure why, and you read it anyway. You know, and what you did right there was basically stand up naked and, and dance around and say, I don't care. You know, forget that, dance like no one's looking. I'm going to dance like everybody's looking, right? You know, you, you gave yourself permission to be vulnerable. You know, you, you gave yourself permission to explore, to step out of your comfort zones, you know, to do something out of the ordinary and different. And it's just, it's awesome. I think that I think that, that is fantastic, and I cannot thank you enough for sharing it with us. Yes, and I, I was joking, but I see exactly what you mean, and I felt that. I, I feel that. Um, that was fun. It was it was a little, um, like you said, uneasy, but fun. I think we're mm-hmm. on the same page. Yeah. It was uncom. It was uncomfortable. What it didn't hurt. You know, it didn't feel great, but it didn't hurt. It was just uncomfortable. I, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm just going to do it anyway. I don't care. But when you can say that, when you say I'm just going to do it anyway, I don't care. That's where magic happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I would like to, if you, you sound like you have quite a lineup, but later on, would there be time, do you think we'd call back? Because I have an old one I really would like to read. Yeah, so what I will do is I will, um, and that one wasn't very long. If this if this one's a little bit longer, then I'll have you come back on. If it's shorter, just go ahead and read it. Okay, it's a little bit shorter. I don't, I don't, ooh. I, my technology is not working real good. Let me, if, I might be able to pull this off. It's going to take me about five seconds, um, potentially. We're going to go here. So I sincerely apologize. Do you want me to come yeah. back to you? Do you think that will be better? Yeah, we better do that. All right. Okay. So as soon as I say goodbye, I'm going to put you on hold. And you'll still be able to hear the show. As soon as I put you on hold and you'll hear the prompt say muted, then go ahead and press 1, and that takes you out of the lineup. Then press 1 again, and it will put you back in. Gotcha. I'm okay. getting better at this, Nyla. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just stick with me, kid. I got your back. Okay. All right. So we'll talk to you in a little bit. I'm going to mute you now. All right, Sean? Okay. All right. Here we go. All right, so now press 1. That'll take you out of the lineup. Press 1. It'll put you back in. Let's go ahead next and grab 813. 813, you're on the air. Hi, sweetie. How are you? <laughs> How are you doing, Audrey? I'm doing great, honey. I am doing very, very, very well. Um, I am so glad to be a part of your show today. And um, I think that uh, what you and I have been talking about is huge. I think that the biggest thing that we can do in this world right now is unite. And I think that us poets from way back when and now um, have an unbelievable ability to see and feel the vibrations of the world and to free think 
and to recognize something's up. And I think that uniting is very important. And thank you for doing that for so many of us for so long. And yeah, you are a fucking bitch for that introduction because man, I was fucking pissed. Um, <laughs> God, I couldn't. I was waiting for someone to yell at me. Oh no, I mean I did on Facebook, and they deleted my comment because I'm like, you are a fucking bitch, and they deleted it. Delete it now. Okay. So then I'm like, okay, you are a fucking female dog. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Oh, my God. What an April Fool's. Oh, my God. So many people really tried. And it was so You know sad. how I got I my son? I took a, I took wow. a piece of um, printer paper, right? And I drew this great big, huge, giant black spider, like the size of my hand on the printer paper. And... I went and I, I taped it on the wall behind the door, and I started screaming, saying, Ty, Ty, there's this big black spider on the wall. Get it, get it, freaking out like I normally do when I see a spider. So he goes to open the door to kill the spider for me, and there's this picture of a spider on the wall. <sighs> yeah, that was mine. Well, you know, that would have been actually, well, I don't know, losing you and the speakeasy, which was the only thing that kept us united for so long, would have been worse than a spider, but spiders are terrifying to me. So I, I don't know what would have been worse, but I do know with my present state of mind and the fear that I have been feeling, this unity has definitely given me a whole new feeling in life. And let's continue to do it. All of you out there, come on, let's get together. Let's be one. That's where we're safe. Um, Agreed. And I guess my big thing today is that um, I've learned a lot, which I can't really discuss. But um, the biggest thing I've learned is that for 15 years, I have absolutely described for my subconscious things that were going on that I had no awareness of. And until eight months ago, I had no awareness of. And now I look back and Jesus Christ, I wrote these things out to a T. So whatever is in you, whatever is that talent inside, you may not understand. And granted, every single poet, the best poets show a story and don't tell it. And uh, I don't know what I thought they meant then. And nobody ever saw the meaning of it. And now I think a lot of people would because it's been in such a different world. But now I do, and it shocks me how well for 15 years I have expressed every detail of what I was going through with no con- no comprehension of what I was writing. So I, the poem I brought today um, is one of those um, that explains the horrors that have been going on, but uh, it explains it to me now in a whole different level, and um, I guess it's my point is to look at what you've written in the past and see how it that changes its meaning to you over the years, because I am shocked by what I wrote so nailed things that I couldn't have possibly known. So here's my poem today, and it is called White Lily. She is truly stunning. I'm sure that you agree. All dressed in white lilies. She stands taller than most, but shorter than others. Her eyes search frantically for closure within the torturous nights in which they are forced to remain active. Loneliness is the emotion that defines her, more so because she has never left alone. Memories surround her bed each night. Demons that linger within the space of her room, too dark for their presence to be viewable, yet close enough in proximity for their voices to be heard. 
They scream from nightfall through until morning. Words that force her to recall the kind of terrors that nightmares can only dream of. Spectacular. She's lucky to be so lovely. The fall seemed to fly by this year. Or was it last? Perhaps it was winter once. The details blur. They've been washed over and over again by the hands of a clock, a timepiece programmed to tick and to talk forever. The ideal of suffocation is like a breath of fresh air this evening. Sensational and graceful, she is such a beautiful lady. Beauty, however, only lies within the eyes of its beholder. Then, you know, you know what's kind of funny, Audrey, and maybe you'll understand this, and I hope it comes out right. But do you remember of last I'll week when, it. <laughs> when you were reading your poem, and I said you sounded different? That that was probably one of the best uh, readings I'd ever heard you do. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do, and I actually had a comment on that. But go ahead. I think that what you just said about how when you wrote these things, you didn't understand really what you were writing, but you do now. I think maybe that's what I'm hearing in your voice. Before when you read them, you know, maybe you were reading something you thought sounded pretty and you liked and you wrote and you, but there, there's something, there's something so much deeper in your, in your reading of this now that is palpable. I mean, I can hold it in my hands and touch it and stroke it and comfort it. The horror and the trauma that I wasn't even aware of. It's unbelievable. And there's so many people that are going through it and um, close to uncovering things. And that's huge, hopefully for many people. But, yeah, I had no idea. I had no idea. And uh, uh, the uh, amazement of it. But I was thinking about the last one I read, and I, while I was reading it, somehow I was recalling so many things that you told me through the years, and I was using those things while I was reading it. And the one thing I remember that I was doing was something that you told me that I, I don't think I really ever adequately comprehended. And you you always been so honest with me. I mean, I was always a good writer. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. there's a difference between an innate talent and someone who learns how to write. And that was something that I didn't gain till after my space. And uh, so there was a lot of, you know, most people in the community are so kind. But there was so much competitiveness there that there was people mm-hmm. that came to my blog and like, why in the hell do people read you? You suck. And instead of getting offended, you know, which you know how I feel about arguing, um, that I, I I would write them and ask them, please, I don't know what I'm doing, tell me. And they would all give me advice and I would learn from that. And then I remember talking to you about how I really wanted to be able to write in, uh, you know, Old English and Shakespearean sonnets and how I was really studying that. And I had, to, because I can only write from the subconscious, so I had to learn it so well that somehow naturally like a my second, subconscious Like a second language way. in your brain. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I... I can't write, nor I can't, so I had to read and learn it, and then all of a sudden, some of my poems do come out in that format, in those words, and I don't know what the heck, wist and thou and thee and whatever, I mean, I still get confused by them all, but they just naturally write out, so there's things that you can learn and you can do, but when I was reading that, I was 
thinking about so much advice that I, I, I don't know if I heard and I just all of a sudden brought to, with you on the phone and everything coming to light, these things were coming to me. And I remember hearing you say you have to make sure that your rhymes and your things, you never highlight the last word. You, you, you have to highlight the most meaningful and, and, and the whole thing is important, but you know, you always seem to highlight the last word or the, the uh, the rhyme and through the, the rhythm years, in which you were reading the, in. Yeah. Yeah. And through years I've learned lyricism. So, I mean, as much as a whole poem can sound like it rhymes, there's not actually a word in it that rhymes, which is really cool. But when I was reading it, I was hearing you say that. And I think so a lot of that reading was things that you had told me through the years that somehow with everything coming into conscious knowledge had come into conscious knowledge at the same time with you on the phone. So I remember that was one thing that was going through my mind. Nyla said, do not highlight this last word, you know, highlight this and how. And so I was actually listening to so many of the things that you had told me that somehow just like everything else right now, it was coming into conscious knowledge at the same time. So, yeah, I do know what you meant last time. And a lot of it was your input over the years because you are so honest, you know, and you know. Maybe, but I'm not taking credit for that because there's something that uh, – something can teach you how to do something. But to read the way that you read those, there was such a depth of emotion and understanding, and that's not something anyone can teach you but you. Whatever that is, it's pulling from inside of you. It wouldn't matter how you read it because that emotion is so real. And that emotions, you know, they just in themselves, like like the last times was an emotion I felt at the time of writing it. But all the things that instigated those horrible failures through my life were not were not understood. And so now it's like, oh my God, these things were done to me. And 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 these were my words. That's what they couldn't. Nobody could control. Nobody could take. So it's my ownership and my knowledge of the depth of what I've been through and what they all mean. And mm-hmm. so I um, I think it all came into a lot of things. And it was mostly, though, it was your actions toward me that day of giving me back the respect and the love that I have never lost, like you said. But I, with so many things and so much slanderous activity going on around me, I'd forgotten, you know, even though I knew things weren't true, like after years and years and years, of people tormenting you for things that you didn't even know. You know, I, I think that um, someone actually giving you, you, you know, gives you, like I said, the permission to realize, who, again, who you really are and, and, and not to, even though it's been impacted and etched in you for so long. It's not you. It's not my definition. And I've learned that through the years, but all of a sudden it seemed like it was so overwhelming that I forgot. And you gave me that back. You just were like, Audrey, Michelle, just like who I am and who I, I was and who I earned and who I built and who I haven't been in so long. So, no, I do give you a lot of credit because you brought me out of me. And, uh, no, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of things going on in my end that made me understand my poetry and the community and everything and how important it is but no there's so much i owe to you and i think i've made that clear and um you are such an inspiration to so many and you changed my life last week and that's you and i love you i love you so much you know you you've been the sister of my heart since we met you know yeah 
Yeah. And you and you, you did more for me in the beginning. Lawyer. You have no idea, and we'll talk about that someday. You know, when I talked about yeah. how a little no, bit of a, how, how a small amount of wind now. can lift somebody off the ground, you know, and you were no, a freaking a tornado under my wings. You it pushed me so far when so you fast. We're shy. Can you believe she was shy? And she won my contest, like blew it out of the thing. And this was a contest that was very, very difficult. It was very um, huge on MySpace. And it was something that was not easy. I mean, we're talking about hundreds of poets in days and days. And it was anonymous, which was the biggest part. So therefore, at the time, little Myla, who wasn't well known in the the community, which is unbelievably shocking, had just as much chance of winning as anybody that had already established that following. And and it did that. I guess that contest really was able to do that. It was able to bring names to people that didn't have them yet. And I remember, like I told you, finding uh, trying to find a picture of you for this, you know, end tribute with the three winners. And I finally found what took a long time, a lot of random things. I'm like, dude, this chick is fun. I mean, we're not talking about pretty. I mean, beautiful. Okay, so pretty people, yeah, they hide behind, you know, fake names and fake pictures. But, I mean, this girl, who in the hell hides that shit? So, I mean, I remember we had this whole discussion. So I know what I did for you. and um, But you have done so much with it from there. I cannot take any credit in what you have done. You have become an icon in this community. And uh, I know that you can use it well now and um, do do and you do well with it now. And you've brought so many writers to light that – the same way I brought you, but in so many ways that I never even imagined doing so. But yeah, I love cry. you. I'm just, you know, right now I can make anybody cry, but um, but I'm just being honest, and I've always been real. So everything I've ever said is true. And what I love you, and I love you, and what you've done for me is far greater than I did for you. But you couldn't have imagined this, and neither could I. And I love you, Nyla. And keep doing what you do, and all of us, please, unite, unite, unite. We need to do that. We need to be one. I love you, and I love all of you. Thank you so much. Love you, too, sweetheart. We'll talk to you soon, honey. I'll talk to you after the show. Yes. Bye-bye. All right, baby. Great job. Thank you, honey. Okay. Our next caller. I'm going to go ahead and give the next three callers so you kind of have an idea of where you are in the lineup. Next, we will have 731, followed by 615 followed by 267. I do want to let, again, let area code 609. Okay, 609, I see you down there. You know the drill. All right, next caller, 731. 731, you are on the air. Hello, Mala. My name is Michael Todd, calling from West Tennessee. Hello, Mr. Michael Todd. How are you, my dear? I'm doing finer than frog hair, lightly sanded. It's nice to hear your voice tonight. Happy uh Happy Easter week. Why, thank you, sir. You know that I think, and this is just like a little side note, but do you know that I think about you almost every single night? Every single night about the time the sun sets when it gets dark. Do you know that? Believe it or not, the feeling's kind of mutual. (laughs) Every night, I live across the street from a really pretty little pond. And every single night, as it starts to get dark, all the frogs start serenading me, all the frogs out there. And it just makes me think about the frog cafe. And it makes me think about you, and it makes me smile. I thought I'd tell you that. 
That's sweet. I like that. That's really nice. Uh, yeah. Do you ever wake up with bullfrogs on your mind? <laughs> that 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 I haven't done, but I'm I'm sure I will now. Thank you. That's probably I remember that. We shouldn't go there, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, I wrote a poem for Easter. Um, I had an idea, and I had to get some uh, I get some input. So, you know, I got it from looking at peeps. You know, the candy, different kinds of candy. Yes. Uh, and uh, there's all different brands. Sweetheart makes a lot of them. There's always three of them. There's a chick, and there's a rabbit, and there's a duck. So I tried to put a scenario together where these three were together, but I needed a four because they were going to have a garage band. And uh, <laughs> so I, I asked my youngest daughter, who should the fourth be? She didn't hesitate. A hedgehog. Okay, we got a hedgehog in the deal. And uh, I asked my young granddaughter, what would the name of this hedgehog be? She said, well, no doubt it's Spike. So I'm on a roll. <laughs> so uh, I talked to uh, I talked to my good friend Alba Lee, Alba, mm-hmm. Alba Hernandez Abrega, and uh, helped me with the rabbit. What would his name be? And his name was Boone for Booney. She was giving a shout-out to Ruggie Sixfifth as her partner. They do this rabbit thing with their booties, so that took care of that. And uh, um, the chick needed help with that, so I talked to my good friend April Skies. I needed a name for that chick. She came up with Chickaboom. Very clever. It really helped. And she also gave me one other character in, in the old giving away, but he's a goat. So, so that's pretty much where, where we landed with all our prompts there. Throwing things in. So without further ado, if you don't mind, I will read Peeps the Musical. Chicka Boom is all excited. She's just got her feathers dyed. Asked Jay Duck how he liked them. Said he did, but he lied. Chicka was the consummate spring chicken, as crazy as a loon. Perfect match for a partner, Boone, who'd be along soon. Boone was a rabbit in this musical trio with Chick and Duck. Easter was approaching, auditions announced, and just their luck, a handful showed interest for those who had come around. Bandstand was baking in the barn on the outskirts of town. First audition was a trio of sheep to blow mariachi horns. Chica gave a sour smile, mocking like she was chewing thorns. As the sheep three moved along from the raptors in the back, overshot runway, Chica screamed after that. Next to approaching full grunt with an antique auto heart, a pig with a pleasant disposition, too bad his nose was sharp. What followed was not common and quite different. To explain, donkey arrived, misplaced his harmonica, much to his disdain. At this point, I suppose we should say every vote was a no. Boone, Jay, and Chicka saw to it there would be no dog and pony show. Open to all auditions were a CYA process, merely a ruse. 
When the process was put on paper, our band left no clues. Today was different. It's just before proceedings adjourned, two more wannabes were coming down the road, we learned. Vincent Van Goat, with an upright bass, gave Chica the eye. His partner unpacked drums, politely asked, May we try? Bass and drum, jazz the blues, a frenzy ensued in the crowd. This was more grassroots excitement than ought to be allowed. The trio was about to expand, adding two more to become a quintet. To turn either down now would cause a commotion, no doubt. A meet and greet followed, but the goat gave a revelation that he was along for the ride. The drummer was the sensation. Vincent acknowledged there were times that they had passed when he found his true calling, wallowing in the new grass. When a goat gets high, there's no keeping him in time or in key. The straight and narrow was not a place Vincent cared to be. But his partner, the drummer, the quiet one of the pair, said he'd really like to be included. When asked, he said he was clean, no bad habits, but the goat butted him in chest and said, Come on, Spike. Spike reared back on his hind legs and spouted a hideous hiss. Vincent shook his head and walked away, feigning near miss. Now, if any of the barnyard forelegs are fouled in the chest, seeing Hedgehog firsthand, they would surely profess. But truth be told, seeing Spike's reaction, putting on the show, gave him a pause to degree no one dared respond. The quartet had a week to pick and choose and learn a new set. With so much practice, the garage band is as good as it could get. Boom and Boom brought the vocals from back to front. She pecked the keys. Boom played all the bass lines. Jay, a guitar wizard from the band handle, who handled demands from time to take a break, Jay was there to lend a hand. That was an inside joke Jay brought on the very first day. As to how Spike would fit in, it would not require a long wait. The longer the practice session, the better Spike kept time. By Good Friday, the band was a perfect click. They were prime. No practice or work on Good Friday, a day set aside to reflect. Saturday, a brief unplugged run-through, checking every respect. Easter Sunday was due to start at 3 don't be late. But this year, a hitch in the plans. The weather did not cooperate. High winds blew in from the west, according to the weather vane. All agreed, leader to storm cellar, don't break the chain. Spike wandered, looking high and low for that ornery caprine. He found him on a hillside near a cave, welcome sight and scene. Once inside, the high winds would pass soon with no ill effect. Spike's concern now cast toward his band, whom he'd showed neglect. The trio was with all the other festival goers, safe and sound. Almost all the inhabitants were counted for to be found, except for a secret set that lived in the big house on the hill where conditions were setting circumstances in line for a kill. A high wind blew apart, weak and pain, and out came the blacks. A birdcage atop a china cabinet that lost a shroud of breezes past. As the cover was lifted, two prized parakeets came into sight, 
a house cat who couldn't climb the claw and all his might. The cat, to his everlasting credit, made it to his destination, toppled the rickety cage which rolled, creating a new situation, causing its door to open, allowing the birds to fly go rusty as they flew out the window and said, My disputes, Having been caged for a while, and what with the humans hiding, these parakeets were famished, and the sight of a feast of fighting, the locusts would draw above all lovers. Look at those sea brown. Down they flew to the fruit and grain and water they found. At this stage, we can only surmise there was no one to witness how that single parakeet feather dislodged the Indians' guests. Word came down from Jackson. Days later, the birds found shelter. High winds propelled them there, hurried from the hell for skelter. Back to the here and now, in the there and then, Spike is spied. A crow flew over in false claim. Spike ate a bird. The crow lied. With the cellar door open, this was heard. Even as Spike picnicked, a closer examination found a feather in a bowl, and they panicked. With any investigation as to what a hedgehog eats, it is not foul. They ate worms, bugs, crawlers, and with no reason for the howl. Within minutes, all the locals wearing scowls were hurling scorn. Chica looked Spike dead in the eyes, wishing he'd never been born. Easter festival canceled. There would be no feast or show to play. Spike gathered his belongings, went to the cave, and on his way. He and Vincent did not stop till they passed three towns or four. Spike never realized what happened or feel a need to even a score. Back on the homestead, Chicka Boone and Boone settled down forever. Duck Jay heard about this thing called migration. It sounded clever. He took to the skies, Mexico bound, soon replaced by a great goose. That house cat still stuck on life number seven, never getting loose. It was a shame about the music show and how it never came about. It might have been the stuff of legend how Spike came to help out. Chicken, rabbit, and duck were quiet Easter, Saturday, and Sunday. Just a raccoon playing a stolen harmonica. My, how he could play. That was phenomenal. You, you know, I love it when you send me the link beforehand so I could read. I can read along with you while you're reading. Which was it? It's this. I wonder if there's a way you could make a video with it. Maybe you can get someone who does clay, clay, or can draw still. What is it? Whatever that still animation. Yeah. Wouldn't that if be cool? Wants, if you know anybody wants to jump in that, send them my way. I'm easy to work with. <laughs> I thought it was phenomenal. Is that going to become an Easter tradition now? I, I, I probably won't remember it next next year, or maybe I'll do something different. I don't know. I put it on my blog on my blogspot page. That's the first thing I put there in ten months. So yeah, that was big enough to take a minute. Hey, that's <laughs> right, you know. Absolutely. I, I was not in a hurry. I wasn't. I didn't want it to end. Just having fun with it. So there we have it. I'm I'm making a a note of the link so it doesn't get lost. All right, I'm done. (laughs) All right, Michael, that was a fantastic job, honey. I'm really glad that you read that. It was absolutely 
fun. And I love how you don't always write pretty. You know, there's not always a pretty ending. The entire story is just like a, a string of unfortunate events. It was awesome. I'm tickled. I'm tickled I got to hear it. Well, I'm glad you liked it. I really am. By the way, the cameo of Jay the Duck was by Jay Soul, our friend in Memphis who runs the races and whatever. Do you remember the time Jay Soul and I were at a 5K run and we called into your show and Jay read one of his poems and then ran a 5K race right after that? Do you remember that? I don't remember that. It really happened. I promise you it did. That's crazy. But remember, we've, I've been here for 14 years. I, there's probably a lot of crap I don't remember. I'm getting old. <laughs> I do. I do. But, uh, okay. Well, anyway, happy Easter week weekend to you and all our friends at Speakeasy Cafe. And and y'all want to come by and visit my blog, it's at miketodd.blogspot.com. Mike Todd spelled M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D. Glad to have you. You say something to me, I'll say something back. That's just the way it works. <laughs> And, uh, Thank you, Michael. And, and now it's time for me to step aside and make room for the real poets. Good Silly man. Love you, sweetie. We'll talk to you soon, hon. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 615. 615, you're on the air. You mentioned my name earlier. Hi, Nala. This is Clarence Ferguson. Hey, Clarence. How are you? I'm doing great. You are so awesome at doing your homework. I just want you to know that I noticed that, and it tickles me. Yeah, I mean, you have to get credit for that because those are some amazing prompts there. I mean, I have maybe 12 more to build because I've written four. (laughs) (laughs) I love having having you in over your head. It's awesome. It's a good place to be. Give me these prompts, and then I'm taking it from there, and I don't know where it's coming from. It just comes out. (laughs) (laughs) So what are you going to share with us tonight, hon? Well, I got a couple, if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. You can still read two, you guys, just either two normal ones or one long one. It's up to you, but you can still do two. Well, thank you. Um, The first one I'm going to read is called The Stranger's mask it's been a year since you have seen my mouth there wasn't much to smile about or say since the government who claims to be one nation under God hasn't figured out which one they serve even though I know it's not the one I pray to the one that says don't be anxious about anything The one that beat death's thing and gave eternal life. The one that gave power, love, and a sound mind. But it seems we choose fear and self-preservation. So much we lose our soul in the future. We want that microwave, instant, give it to me, baby. We feel entitled to our best life now. That our instincts will tell us the alphabet cooperations won't corrupt our morals and common sense to ask why we breathe. Our own toxins to a slow death escapes us. But because of groceries and acts of daily living, 
we attend the church of Walmart seeing people in costume. Behind those masks of confusion and muffled conversation, our tongues taste like rust. The lack of oxygen has us faint. Our vertigo subtracts our vertical. We become balloons without helium, deflated. Yet we all are compliant, look like each other, buying and selling behind the stranger's mask. Where are the Lone Rangers? Have they been allocated by sidekicks named Tonto to Toronto, drinking bottles of Corona giving viral, in a white Ford Bronco? So who is your God, Biden or Kamala? Off topic, that's a fine chick, but she's going to be a problem. For you in the world, but not the bloodlines of the Illuminati, for now we accept anything under this brain fog, and we won't stop it. No one wants to be called a conspiracy, so we don the mask as carbon copies. What's in the shot? A bunch of chemicals and toxins to track your whereabouts inside your own apartments, in church, schools, and markets where you assemble and when you're talking? Sickness for Big Pharma got you contributing to their profits. While the false profits won't dare mess up their pockets, they sold their souls to gain a 501c3 status, and they have locked y'all. They say you who did not sin cast the first stone as an outlaw and then keep their mouths closed behind the mask as sin reigns as their soundtrack. Why? Don't ask. In peace. That was phenomenal. Throughout that whole piece, you had tons. Like There was one line in there that really stood out for me. Um, you said, oh, what was it, your tongues, or our tongues taste like rust? Yes. That was amazing. I mean, just that's what I'm talking about, that, that imagery that you can use when you write the things that, that are unexpected. I mean, that's a, that's, a, that's a strange line, which makes it amazing, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It, it definitely does. Because, you know, all the gum in the world that you chew behind a mask doesn't always help it. Mm-mm. Nope. Fantastic. Right. All right, what's your next one? I'm trying to keep it short so I can, you have time to do both of them. Yeah. The next one really struck me, and it's called The Magazines of Pretty Girls. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have seen Playboy. I shouldn't have seen Players Pictorial. That's my introduction to lust, stunting my growth as the man I should have become. Learned how to kiss through ebony and essence. My images of sexy, engraved and embedded from Jet Magazine centerfolds, shaped my mental. It was vogue to become cosmopolitan. Headlines and captions were my school giving knowledge as to what women want and how they wanted it. Had no clue to how many years I'd be dominated by the process. Programmed by objects closer than they appear magnificent in magnifying the thickness in all the right places. Becoming complacent and mummified under my hypnotic state, embracing the televised advertisement that binded me to silence. And yes, 
I was blinded by the silence of her anatomy. Weakened to my wallet while those women I thought wanted reap my profits. As the spirits of darkness attached to my heart, causing illusions and fantasy, imaginations making me a casualty, inviting me into pornographic worlds, eyes wide shut marriages creating challenges to the growth of my manhood. I admit, I let those actresses take full advantage of me as they became savage while the bank accounts grew fatter. I'm being cleansed by God, morphing into the man he created, the man I want to be, even while the images still haunt me, taunting me to succumb, submit to my lustful thoughts, but I will not stop my climbing the mountain to believe in love, to be continued because my story is not over. Let me stop turning the pages of the magazines of pretty girls that belong in the toilet in peace. (laughs) You know, it it is so much fun for me doing these prompts. I think that's probably my biggest high that I get from being, you know, involved in all this with you guys in this community that you're building here is to watch – you know, you throw out a whole handful of seeds, and they're all the exact same seed. But every time they grow into something, it's completely different. You don't know what someone's going to do with it. You don't know where they're going to take it. And for me, that is so fascinating and thrilling and fun, and I love it. And I, like I said, you know, when you first came on, I really love the fact that when you post them or when you write to them, that you tag me in them so I see them. Because I get so much email and so much, you know, notifications and things on here, that's really easy for something to slip past me. So, thank you, thank you for tagging those, me and those. You're you're very welcome, and you deserve it. <laughs> I like that I deserve to read your poetry. I can live with that. Oh, All right, thank you baby. So Tell very everyone much, how to now. find you, love. You're welcome. Okay, you can find me on Facebook under Clarence Ferguson Jr. Or you can go to my group page, which is the letter C, the word double. So it's kind of like C and double. The number thirty-four. I like it. Music and friends. Perfect. All right, my dear. Fantastic job. Thank you very much. And hope to do this next week with more prompts and stuff. I would love that. And I'll be posting tonight's prompts and and last week's prompts that I did on the page later today. Okay, good. Cool. All right. We'll talk to you soon. soon. Bye. All right. All right. Let's go ahead and grab our next caller, which comes from area code 267. 267, you're on the air. 267, maybe they're on the air. Now we'll try to get them on the air. Are you there, sweetie? Yeah, I'm here. How are you doing tonight? Hey, there you are. Hi. You know who this is? Justice Clark. That's right. Yay, I'm so glad I was right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you were scared for a minute, weren't you? I know. No, I was not at all. In fact, if you listen back to the archives, you'll see that I said your name before I took your call. 
Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Well, I have um, one, possibly two poems for you tonight, um, depending at this time. So you let me know after I finish the first one. You can do two. Just I won't comment until after you're done with the second one. Okay. Okay. Okay, the first one is called A Token for the Hearts of the Broken. This is the story of the two, cut from the same cloth, once so soft but now crumpled and hard, from the stains of dried tears, sending weeping whispers upon the waiting wind, forever wishing, yet never finding each other's ears. She felt that she was held in the hand of the damned, bearing that mark, that scar, that searing brand, the one that goes beyond the simple view of flesh and skin. It is the kind that bubbles deep within the dark vault of her collective troubles and swims in her veins like injected poison, the penalty worn long from the will of another sin. Tell me, does destiny cry for her or does it grin? And will she ever see the reflection of her counterpart, of her gender? Who too has pain remembered? What does she know of him? To be loved? was his crime, and over time the faces became a blur, smeared mementos on the mirror of his memories that melt into puddles of ashes as they lay. Some days he almost forgot to pray, when others had been so hollow and so useless and cruel and just went on their merry way. False gods and deities of love, chuckle and laugh, cast in the shadow of a golden calf as sorrow swallows him follows him like fabric laid on the haunted wall as he drinks in his thirst from another cup of hurt slicing the bulging artery with the point of a sharpened pen that drifts eagerly upon paper as he begins to bleed once again perhaps a little love is all they need something tangible something real something meaningful another heart that knows how to feel For companionship is a covenant that in some respect we all demand. Because the listener succumbs to the hiss that slips from serpent's lips, whether so handsomely donned or smeared with crimson lipstick, was never part of the plan. For a kiss can leave the bruise that swells hard and huge, much larger than one delivered by the fist or open hand, as trodden steps of the lonely walk the edge of the water only to have their footprints like their trust and hope fade in the wet and weathered sand all the time writing quietly in their swooning mind that same silly little line over and over again in love grand that was one okay this one <clears throat> this one is called the searchers On tattered wings we fly, we the keepers of the broken dream, for the crumpled puppets on tangled strings sing the most beautiful songs, carried on mangled wings as the dark carousel spins, a rotation twirling in the sins of our secret nation, a constellation of crooked stars whose sheen has been buffed away tucked away in the corners of the universe, reserved for the valley of tears and the ways of dismay. We are the heavy, 
the slow talkers, the old stalkers, the skywalkers, who ride the earth in crippled unison, riddled without confusion, peering at the proxy of our demise through the eyes of the weathered crow. We who know the sting of shattered hopes and the noise of scattered themes, tied in the noose of our teachers, the calloused hands stamped the dream catchers, waiting to collect the prize, crying calm with open eyes, diving into the revenues of what is yet to come. We are bruised, we are beaten, we are battered, rattled veterans, but we are not done. For we know that in the collections of this life, we must be stripped of the stripes of strife. For the only choice is extinction or the distinction to overcome. In restless nights we write. Words in the clamber of our crawl sprayed and sprawled in the splashing ink, weathered in the company of endless minds, that whip alone extracted from the arcing and aching soul, birthed in the signature of yet another day. We are the searchers, and we are still looking for our way home. End poem. That was phenomenal. That was absolutely incredible justice. You know, there, throughout your writing, and you do you do this really well, you know, and I talk about using strong imagery or you, when you take something and you turn it upside down on its ear, when it makes, you know, you, the line, best example of that, the line you had in there, and forgive me if I don't say it correctly, but you said the dark carousel spins. Mm-hmm. And if you think about something, you know, you think about a carousel, that's like the sweetest, safest, most comforting ride at the fair, right? Mm-hmm. So you take something that's so absolutely innocently pure and you turn it dark and it's not like, you know, I took the roller, it's a dark roller coaster. A roller coaster is scary anyway, but you take something that's such a a symbol of innocence and you turn it dark, it gives it this this incredibly powerful weight that just kind of sinks when you hear it. it you know, you know instantly this is not a good thing. You know, there's it, it provokes an emotional reaction, and you're really good at doing things like that. You know, twisting things and turning them, and and making them dance to get your meaning across. across. Did you have any thoughts? Did you have any thoughts about the first one? You, I forgot the first one already. Aww. I didn't really, <laughs> didn't really forget. But now I'm talking about the second one. Now I forgot what I was going to say about the first one. Is what I mean. <laughs> Maybe I really am getting old, you guys. <laughs> Maybe this is the last show. I don't know. Is it? <laughs> they were they were both fantastic. I absolutely loved them. And uh, you know, I I think that anybody who gets a chance to read you should, because you are quite the talented writer. Oh, thank. You. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. You're very welcome, sweetheart. And I'm so glad that you found time to be here tonight and to read those. It was incredible. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to, like, have me read on your show and and just uh, giving me a chance to share my work with someone out there. Your family, of course. All right, sweetheart, we will talk to you next week. Oh, wait, tell everyone how to find you. 
Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. I'm on uh, Facebook, uh, Justice Clark, uh, Floetic Justice. Uh, I'm on YouTube under Justice Clark. I'm on SoundCloud under Thoughts of a Single Man. And I have books actually out besides poetry on Amazon under C. William Clark. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. Fantastic job. Appreciate you so much. And I am so glad you were able to be here tonight. And I really appreciate you as well. Thank you. Thanks, Justice. We'll talk to you soon, honey. All right. Bye-bye now. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 540. 540, you're on the air. Hello, naughty lady. How you doing? <laughs> How are you doing, sweetheart? Yeah. Mama, you know, I, I see my mom was protecting you. My mom, My mama was protecting you. <laughs> <laughs> Mama's on next, so don't make her get her honey badge. Oh, <laughs> you know what? Hey, look, I, I, I told Mama, and she said, uh, "Keep myself out. I'll bust that door down too." I said, "Mama, I'm coming through. You're not gonna stop me, Mama. <laughs> stop playing." So I was gonna come through that door, and I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mama, I'll bust through that door. I said, "I'm coming through." I know she can hear. <laughs> I am. I am not going to say a word because you are so in trouble. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's right, Mama. You know she might put me on punishment, but you know may tell me to go to time out. But hey, it was worth it. <laughs> you need to introduce yourself, everybody, honey. Mr. Automatic Charismatic. <laughs> Perfect. And what did you bring Shepherd. for tonight? Yes, I, I'm, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna give you some homework. I want you to name up. Are we doing two poems? Mm-hmm. All right. I want you to name my first poem, and tell me how many minutes I got. And now I'm going to do a second poem. Okay. That's the name of it? Okay. What is, oh, you're making it up? Yeah, you tell me what the name of my oh, poem is. Okay. Um, all right, so let me give you one of the prompts from today. Is that okay? Go ahead. All right, so the prompt from today. One of the prompts we did I'm going to give you is stop scrolling. Okay. Um, How I remember her. How I remember her. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So how many minutes? How many minutes? Uh, You've got four minutes on this one. Okay. All right. I remember her from the days of her head, from the days of her breath, for the measurement of love in the deep, that she is so unique. I speak many words and many ways of value. I miss her at times. I must say that she is the one that shines in my blink of an eye. And how do I remember her? The fresh of the essence, the one that has no 
rejection. This is the direct love that I view from far away. She is the one of my strength to stay in my heart, but how do I remember from every part of every start? But how do I remember by the time that she made her first smile? But how do I remember her? Because she gave me encouraging words, but how do I remember her? Because she has flavor of a natural human being, and how do I remember her? Because she's the most beautiful woman that ever came across to me. And her name, well, her name is many things. But if you view yourself as beautiful, then her name is you. Miss Automatic Charismatic and Lyrical Engine. See, it gets in them all in, but being dry. Her name is you. That's beautiful. Here comes Mama. Second one, freestyle. She is the Congo of flavor. She is the strength that come across. She is a poetic life of the time of extension. She is the love that giving the recognition. Here comes Mama, because this ain't no plan, plan days. No, the playground is must be taken away. There ain't no time to be playing around. You know here comes Mama. Because I can hear the Congos from a mile away. Playing days are over. Because, see, so many of the youth have died. and Mama have cried. Here comes Mama of the village. Mama is, has a whole lot to say. Mama is like, this is not okay, that we must go ahead and listen to the elders, that we must listen and vision the peace and more love to increase and everything that from one elder to another elder, there's a title, there's revival, there's strength from reading and presenting, but here comes Mama at the table you could call this like soul food because this knowledge has soul in it, the food at the table. And here comes Mama. Are you willing and able to listen what Mama got to say? Because Mama used to say to take your time, young man. And Mama used to say, live your life. See, she's at the table, and we're at the table breaking bread. You see, I smile because... I love the fact that Mama takes control at the table. Here comes Mama. Miss Automatic Charismatic Lyrical Engine. And it gets in them all in, wiping and dry. Fantastic job on that. You know, free, free versing like that, just being off the cut, that just, it's so impressive to me because I ramble. But I can't do I can't do what you do, but I can ramble. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I can't be naughty. So you know, hey, I can't be I can't be naughty. You heard I, I one erotic poem of mine ever, yeah. and I'm never and going to live it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know you got more. I know you got more in store. I'm gonna go ahead and break it to the wall. Yeah, I'm gonna wait. You want to know something? Yeah. I, I have know, I know a whole. Is, uh, I have a I website. 
Yeah, I, know I have a website with recordings you. out there on the web somewhere. My mama says she's going to protect your recording. Mama's going to protect <laughs> your recording. Well, see, what I'm going to do is set up a trap. Your mama's going to go ahead and say, yeah, oh, she may leave, and now I'm going to break into the boat when mama leaves, right? Yeah, I got it all <laughs> planned out. I'm going to listen to all the naughty, all the naughty poems and why am I picturing Mama in one of those sweatshirts right now that says "Underestimate Me"? That'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my, my, yeah. Oh, Mama gonna be out the way. And Mama, I got you. You know, I got, I got you, Mama. You gonna be on God, but she ain't gonna be on God for so long. But see, what you but don't Mama realize is that if, even if Mama was out of the way, then you're standing in front of the daughter she raised. Oh, well, I know how to take care of it, too. <laughs> I got all, all right, baby, tell Shepherd. everyone how to find you, honey. Uh, you can find me at Delarius Shepherd. Uh, and this is Automatic Charismatic. Uh, find me on uh, WordPress, www.fiberempire.wordpress.com. I'm starting the One False Dynasty Movement where I share shows. And share our common shows because I believe that we should all come together and we are all a talented bunch. So let's come together and share our talents. Perfect. You like the way I cleaned that up? I did. <laughs> you did well. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I'm going to tell you, I got to listen to what Mama got to say. <laughs> All right, sweetie. We'll talk to you next week. All right. All right, Larry. Thank you, sweetheart. You're welcome. All right. So next, we had Mama next, but it looks like maybe the call dropped and she's back on. I'm going to check in. Mama, were you ready to come on, honey? Yeah. That's, I don't know what happened. It's like I just got a zip. I got but, you. Um, yeah, I was calling to say thank you for last week with my birthday that I missed the whole show, but I caught or I caught it. Uh, you won't believe that my phone went out, so I couldn't call in. I had to go to AT&T and get my old iPhone uh, charged up, and so this week I got like a backup phone, <laughs> so in case anything like that ever happens again. But I did listen to the archive, and I'm going to oh, tell I'm you. I'm so glad. Oh my goodness. I have never felt so so just lavished with with this love and I just want to thank everybody that called and did a poem and said something nice about me that oh wow, Gina, oh my god, it was just overwhelming and my whole birthday. I mean, people just kept kept sending me love on top of love and you even down to the last minute just like Topped it off. Everybody was just—I I felt special. I can't even put into words. It, you it, are never... special, and you know what was so cool, Mama, about last week. Honestly, is I could see if I said, "Hey, you guys, it's Mama's birthday coming up. Let's show her some love tonight." I didn't do that. I don't do that. You know, if I do that for one person, I have to do it for everybody, right? Right. Right. right, right and right. so I just don't do that. I don't do things like that. I, I purposely don't do things like that because right. I would end up hurting someone's feelers. Right. So everything that happened on last week's show was organic and generically happening out of love that the community has for you of its own accord 
that made them come here and take their time to honor you, to love you, to praise you, to celebrate you. That was all 100% pure love for you from the community that you are so important to. And you need to understand and realize there's a reason I call you mommy. Yes. You know? And it's just not even it's you not are. even mama anymore. You're mommy. You're mommy. Well, we I felt every bit of it. Whatever it was intended, it was spiritual. I loved it. I felt I felt I felt the love and the honor and everything. So we don't want to keep it going because I start crying again. I was crying doing this, <laughs> and I just felt a special purpose in life. And no, um, automatic. You're not going to leave my um, thought for today with that madness. Uh, like you said, Nyla, uh, my other son there, he just gets carried away. Sometimes I got to, you know, put some brakes on him so he don't <laughs> have no brakes. Uh, and um, I love him dearly, but uh, he just gets carried away because you you used the word naughty before. And so since you used that word, he's just going to uh, get carried away with it. So, yeah, I had to, I had <laughs> to go up there and tell him that was, a, that was a daughter and mom conversation that he was getting all into kicking doors in and just acting crazy. So, um, yeah. It was so funny. Oh, my God, it was so funny between you guys. (laughs) I just sat there, you know, laughing, waiting. It's one of those times when you're watching something that's really funny but really dangerous, and you don't know if you should be scared or not, so you just wait frozen (laughs) until you see if blood flies. (laughs) I didn't have have my children act up in Facebook lobby before. I call it Facebook (laughs) lobby. It's like Facebook is a hotel, and we're all standing around the rafters looking down at the in the lobby, and there's a little child out there just acting up, and the mom got to just beat his blood in front of everybody. So he's not the first child to act up. So anyway, this poem is called Excited. <clears throat> and I, what I did is I took a word, and that's what I'm doing, taking words that uh, just to see what that word really means. Um, just one word, and so the word I'm using today is called excited. I didn't know the meaning until my nose got excited as it smelled a rose. I didn't understand until my eyes saw you in a beautiful pose, and I got excited. I didn't comprehend colors until bright blue suddenly appeared in the sky. I was very excited when the flute music hit my ears. Now that I know what excited means, it means to turn my Five senses up, like when you touch me and I smell roses, hear music, and I feel up in the blue sky. Now that I am excited, I want to feel the reason why. I want to be excited every day. I want to be excited. Now, come and excite my taste buds with a big tongue kiss and a hug. I am so excited. I am so excited. 
listen to my lyrics while I send Don't wait until I'm dead and gone. Listen to my lyrics while I'm here. I am a woman right now, and I'm raising sand, and I am a raging storm. I am excited. Thank you. I love that piece, Mama. We never stop being a woman that 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 the female, the feral female inside of us never stops being fierce ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's beautiful. So yeah, so that was the word I used excited and I was just trying to see, you know, what exactly actually does it mean? And it's it's just basically um, not even put together yet, but I just wanted to read it, you know, before I start editing it and making it come to the, together completely as a poem. So that's. I'd that's, love to hear it both ways again when you come back. Read the first one and your edit. Okay. So that was. Whenever that. you're done and with it. This is just a really old notebook I had, and I noticed that in this notebook is a lot of stuff about things and people that that I didn't like about some things. So I'm like, wow, this is really old. But this one is called Nothing. It's just another scribble-scrabble in the notebook. So it goes like this. These lyrics may oppress. Too many people try to make me depressed. These people act possessed. They regress. No progress. No success. But I confess. I'm not scared of anything. I'm not scared of nothing neither. Not afraid of no man. I stick to my plan. I don't trouble no man. Put down no one. I sleep butt naked, never with a nightgown. I'm the most versatile queen around. You give me a stage, I'm an entertainer. You give me a microphone and I'm a rapper. Give me a hammer, I'm a carpenter. I have two children, I am a mother. I have many children, so I am a mommy. I have five grandchildren, so I'm a granny. They call me the all-round queen. People say I can do anything. The one thing I won't do is lie. And the one thing I can't do is sing. In peace. The one thing I can't do is sing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm right there with you. (laughs) Yeah. So that's another one out of the notebook. These are just like scraps. They haven't went anywhere yet. 
it's fun. That's why I always tell people to write in notebooks because you can pick it up and take it and look through it and find things that you wrote a long time ago. And it's like, wow, I remember starting that, but I didn't finish it, but I really like this, and now I'm going to take this and do this with it. You know, you don't lose anything. You're always able to revisit. And, you know, how many times have you opened up one of your notebooks and it's right there? It's in your writing. You know that you wrote it. It's got edits scribbled right. out. But it, right. you don't have – you have no recollection of ever writing it. Yeah, well, this one is like – Things like this when I got mad and would write stuff that I was mad about. It's like everything here is kind of like madness. Uh, it's funny. There's a lot of funny stuff in here. Some stuff I really, I need to scratch out because I don't even want people to see it after I die. That I was like that mean to think that way. <laughs> I was like, no. Did I say that? <laughs> um, I see a poem here called The Valiant Lover. I see another poem called Blue. It's really fun to go through this. This is like, I even got some of your prompts in here, probably. <laughs> One called Judgment. Love and Violence. Wow, it's a lot of stuff in here. So it's just, I'll You'll have to see what other gems you can find in there to share with us next week. Yeah, just, I'll just keep going through it. This is probably one of those journals you tell us to keep and write stuff down. You know. uh, uh. <laughs> All right, my sweet, sweet mommy, tell everyone how to find you. Well, I said before, and I'm going to say it again. My name is Vicki Aqua. They call me the all-around queen. People say I can do anything. You can find me on Facebook and find on Poetry Soup. And if you go to allpoetry.com, I have a few points on there, too. But basically, I stay on Facebook, and I have different pages called um, my favorite poems by other poets. I have uh, when poets speak out, and I have when wisdom words, no slackness, where you can find a lot of my pieces on the air. Vicky Aqua, A-C-Q-U-A-A. Very cool. All right, Mama, I love and appreciate you so much. Great job on both of those tonight. All right, thank you. Love you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Love you. All right. Let's go ahead and grab. Come on. The board's acting up. I'm having to poke it. Let's go ahead and grab area code 5. We have 518-815 and then 863 is our next three callers. So 518, you're on the air. Hello, um, hi, this is Opal, Opal Ingram. Hey, sweetheart, how are you? Good, I haven't been on for a while, I'm doing pretty good. Happy Easter week. It is, thank you, thank you so much. It's going to be, it's going to be a fun week. I have lots of fun stuff planned this week, so. Spring, spring is in the air. Okay, I'm going to read poem, um, We Are Born Into the Worst is True. We Are Born Into the Worst is True. You disabled me. You saw the shade in me and you felt fear. I hold my hand up for you to see. I'm only human, just like you, with only the shade of the color within that is me. You disabled me with the classification somewhat forgotten to carry on to the next generation. I hold my head up high. Shame I am not. I am you. You are me. That is me. Need another one. Clarity with a purpose. My heart began to beat. 
clarity gave me a boost of energy, drawn into nature. I felt at ease in my thoughts, clarity with a purpose. I sit with my mind at ease. I sat near the window in another prayer. I felt my purpose. It gave me an energy that quieted my soul, clarity with a purpose. Okay. <laughs> I am. I have missed you so much, and I am so glad you yeah, were able to call in tonight, honey. Yeah, I can. Um, I try to call in more often. I miss doing um, getting on live um, poetry. <laughs> you know, talking on the phone and stuff. So I think I'm gonna start this month a little bit more doing that. And then I need to come off all the time. Yeah. So you can find me if um. um I have a poetry group called Millennium Opal Poetry um, Group on Facebook, and I have an author page, and then I have a another page, Millennium Opal Ingram, and that's like I share little my pictures and poetry, and I'm on Instagram at 10 FDR Drive, and I'm on Twitter, and then I'm on um, Sumlin.com and uh, Medium.com. I have some of my poetry on that post. And I just got on Lincoln, so just multitasking a little bit. And then I have a couple books out on Amazon um, under my name, Opal English. And um, got a couple things going on, you know. Um, I'm working on Like a Ragdoll 2, um, auto book. I'm writing that now, but Like a Ragdoll paperback and e-book and auto book is out already, so... That's on um, Bonds and Nobles and Amazon. <laughs> That's incredible. That is fantastic, Opal. Yeah, thank you. It's so good to be on. I missed you. I got to get on some of your um, writing plot. The plot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll be posting those on my page for watch for them. But yeah, this has been a real awesome treat, and I'm really excited you're going to be around more often because yeah. you are incredible, my darling. Yeah, thank you. You too. I missed you. <laughs> I heard um, Justin Clark. He saw the world from the First got on Facebook. Yeah, I love this mm-hmm. poetry. Yeah. Like to get voice. <laughs> I'm on SoundCloud too, just doing my little voice thing. I'm trying that out. So Oh, I have to go find are you under Opal Ingram on there? It's Millennium that's like a, one of my pen names, Millennium Opal Ingram. Millennium okay. Opal. That's <laughs> I use. All right. I will find you there. I'm excited to hear that. All right, Opal, thank you so much, sweetheart. Appreciate you, hon. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate you, too. Have a great um, rest of the week. All right. Our next caller, area code 815815. You're on the air. Hi, Nolly. It's Jim Storm. Hello, my sister. How are you, love? I'm happy to be here, sis. Absolutely happy to be here. What's going on with you this week? I was cooking. Do you have Easter plans? I was putting away leftovers and I was cooking. Um, I'm booked. I'm going to a mixer for women on Facebook who gift each other anonymously uh, in a group that I'm in, and they have invited me to perform. Um, they think it would be a tone setter for the event. Um, I guess I bring some kind of calm to people, so they want me to bring that energy. Yeah, I can I can understand that. Yeah, completely, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, my first um, local performance since COVID, so I'm extremely excited. 
<laughs> Todd was leaving the chat room. Said good night. I said good night to him, and all of a sudden it was, wait, Miss Storm, still here now. <laughs> Humble oh, and great. Too funny. <laughs> Um, you gave prompts out, and Automatic Charismatic used the one that I wanted to use. What, what was the, the wording on that again? Uh, let me pull it up. Dun, 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 dun. Are you going to do the same one? Yes, ma'am. Oh, that's so cool. How I remember her. How I remember her, absolutely. And what came to mind was my grandmother. Since they both passed away, uh, I'd like to do this as a tribute to my grandmother. I'm just going to do one and done. Uh, let's see. How I remember her. How I remember her is how this piece needs to start out. See, the way that my life began was feet first. My mom said that I hit the ground running. My brother said that I was ass backwards. My father said I was in a hurry. But either way, that's just the way things went. Being a bridge baby, a small baby, the smallest one that my mother gave birth to, the only girl, made me special in a lot of ways to my family. I was the oldest granddaughter on both sides, you see. I only had a cousin who was a little bit older than me on each side, and they were both boys. So when this baby girl came to be, everyone was rejoiced. My grandmothers wanted, of course, to spend time with the new infant, and that was me. Since I was born two days before Christmas, it had to wait until after the holidays. When I saw my first grandmother, I think that she came to the hospital while I was still there. My mother took me home in a stocking. My dad had brought off the presents and the tree to the hospital, too, because I was their Christmas gift, you see. My grandmother came up. I think they had a Polaroid back then. I saw some pictures. They're very grainy and faded right now since I was born in 69. That grandmother was very young. She wasn't quite 40 yet. The other grandmother was a little older. But they did have no regrets. They had this beautiful baby in a bundle of joy that they could tote on and give all the things that they never could do previously. I mean, they dressed me like a doll, really. It was amazing. I loved my childhood. I remember my father's mother with her gifted hands in my scalp. She sometimes would put my hair in banana curls, Charlie Temple style. I remember my mother's mother. She was amazing. She liked to make so many things from scratch. I remember her scooping snow off of her balcony and making us ice cream in her kitchen. It was amazing. My brothers and I were just tasting. Everything was so good. I felt like she could make something out of nothing. There were times when she had all of the grandchildren that were alive at the time at her home all at once. And I was thinking, that is so much. We were a bunch. I mean, I'm talking about at least a dozen little people all under the age of 10. Those were some good times back then. The thing that I miss most about not having my grandmothers around is the beauty of their voices. If I could hear it just one more time. I love them. May they rest in peace. I'm Gina Storm. Thank you for indulging me. In peace. I love that. I absolutely love that. I love hearing about good, healthy families. Oh, yeah, it was beautiful. It was amazing. And and each grandmother was different, but each one was wonderful in her own way. Mm-hmm. And they impacted who I am today so much, like, tremendously because of the example. And um, they were praying women. And I don't know how everybody grew up, but the way I grew up was if your grandmother prays for you, you'll be protected by any and everything in life. Your mom and your dad <laughs> 
I'm serious. They, them, those grandmother prayers, that's something else, that grandmother prayer. That's special. Um, yeah, so they're missed, and I love them. And it's April 1st, National Poetry Month began. I put um, a freestyle and a key style on my page in a couple of groups. I'm going to try to do the 30 and 30, even if I have a bad day, even if it's just a six-word story. I'm going to put something out. So that's the plan. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and anywhere poetry can be found at Gina with an E, storm like inclement weather, but I will bring you the sunshine. Uh, yes, yes, ma'am, you will. <laughs> I'm, I'm just sitting here, Mike. My, my jaw was dropped open, and I'm just like in awe of this woman speaking before me. And I could hear like, you know, monks chanting in the background and, and angels going, ah. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you, Nala. You know what's funny? I hear chimes. I, I hear chimes um, all the time. And I'm thinking, why am I hearing these chimes? I've always loved them, even as a child. And I'm thinking, you know, it's cold out. It was really windy. So I'm thinking one of my neighbors put their chimes out prematurely. I'm going to wait until spring actually comes to Illinois. But, um, yeah, I love them. Wait, them. what? You're supposed to take them down? I, I do in winter. Yeah. Um, mine would probably have frozen over and shattered. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like the big, so long pipe ones that go gong, gong. Those are my oh, yeah. favorite. I don't yeah. have any, but I really want some. Beautiful, beautiful sound. Yes, indeed, yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. So I'll come back next Thursday. I know you've got other poets in queue. I love this show. I love you, my sister. One love, one mic. We'll talk to you soon, sweetheart. Thank you. All right, baby. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, Miss Gina Storm. Yes, G-E-N. All right, next caller, area code 863. 863, you're on the air. Um, hello, Nyla. Hey, sweetheart. How are you? I'm doing good. I, it's I good got to hear me, from I you, got, Noreen. Yeah, thank you. I got my eyeglasses um yesterday. Yesterday, I, I had didn't to wear know you wore glasses. Huh? I did not know you wore glasses. Well, I did when I was in um, when I was a kid. I didn't like them because um um one time I broke them and and because people was making fun of me. So I didn't like him, and so I accidentally bro- I broke him. I guess in purpose, bec- in a way, I guess I did because I w- cause I didn't like it when people were making fun of me. I didn't want to wear them anymore. Now I'm older. I I don't care now because my eyes are more important. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's funny, isn't it? There's there's a, and I don't. It's it's different for every every woman, I think. But there comes a point. To where all of a sudden we realize how stupid all the shit is, and we just yes. don't care anymore. You know, we yes. stop. Our our vanity becomes a joke. You know, it used to be where I would not go out to the mailbox unless I had my makeup on, my hair done, I had my you know stiletto high heels on, and and you know my business suits or whatever I was wearing. It didn't matter. I had to be. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't even go out to the mailbox because somebody who gives. I go out there in my pajamas, t-shirt. It's like run out there, grab my stuff. Like oh crap, I don't even have. You know, I'm running out there in my t-shirt and underwear, grab my mail now. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love. Being that old. Yes. Mhm. So, so what do you have? Oh, I bit my tongue. Oh, that's what Uh-oh. happens, you guys. You just heard it on the air. Okay. So oh, what no. do you have for us tonight, Noreen? Okay. Um, t- I have for, um of Gary's is called 
imagine that cat. Question. <laughs> okay. okay, question. I asked that cat, how fast can a spirit go? Cat answered, human existence exists and depends on the speed and the stretch of the imagination. Thank you, cat, for your insight to realize the answer I was interested in. The cat replied, I know since there is no end to eternity, there is no finish line by which to measure the speed of the spirit or the timing of the imagination. The end. <laughs> I loved it. Me that was too. beautiful. Okay, thank you, thank Gary. You. Yeah, he, he heard you. Yeah. I know. He's, yes. he's got that little grin on his face, that little crooked grin. He's smiling at me. Yes. Okay. And um, and tonight I got me, what my poem I have for tonight is called Stand Up, and it made it in the um, Bill Peters anthology, I Want to Live. And, and mine is on page 56, and it's called Stand Congratulations. Up. Congratulations. Okay, thank you. Okay, it's called Stand Up. Let's stop the hatred and violence against black men, black women, and black children. Let them live in peace and harmony. It's a government that don't want us to be united. They want us all to be divided. The government wants to destroy, get rid of the blacks. But why? What have they done wrong? Nothing in my book. Let's put a stop to that. Let's all get along. We all want the same thing in life, to love and to be loved family, friends, education, job, and to help others to live in happiness, peace, and harmony. We need to stand together, be united as one, as a community, and let the government know we won't put up with their bullying the blacks. They have all the rights as human beings. So let's stand together and show them who we really are made out of. Are you with me? I can't hear you. Louder. Are you with me? Come on, stand up and let every single person live in peace, harmony, and happiness. The end. I know that was such a heartfelt right for you. you know, I know how badly you feel injustices in the world and how deeply those things pain you. And I just I applaud you for yes. writing that beautiful sweetheart. Okay, um, thank you. You're very welcome. Now, tell us how we can show you and Gary some loving. Okay. You can um, find our books, um, Two Hearts in One, um, Reflections in, of Our Inner Beings, and The Hour of Truth, and um, Now and Forever Our Love, and Other Love Poems on Amazon.com. And you can find our um, official website on um, Gary and Noreen Snyder dot Wix dot com front slash poetry and um you can also find um take Gary, um, Gary on um um reverbnation dot com facebook dot com and poetrypoem dot com and he's also googleable and googleable <laughs> okay <laughs> okay and you can find me on um reverbnation dot com facebook dot com poetrypoem.com and then you can find Gary and I um, on um, uh, code-fi.com and um, okay, and, uh, under um, Gary and Noreen 
And you can find us on um, Saturday night at 5.30 in the evening um, at Facebook Live at the Poetry Club. We almost got 300 members. I never thought I would see that. <laughs> wow, I'm so that proud of awesome. you. I'm so proud of you for doing that. Just great job, Noreen. Wow. Oh, yes. I got one more good news. How can I forget? Oh, my God. There's so much going on. I should forgot. I'm going to have a second interview. Um, this is going to be called um, The Real of uh-oh, the Real of Podcast, May the 28th. That's and phenomenal. On a, yes, on a different one. It will be on YouTube, too. What's the name of it? The Real? Uh-oh. Um, and, um, okay, I can look it up real quick. Um, uh-oh. <laughs> um, I just got so excited because... Cause Maxine, but we've got time. We've, we've got time before it airs, right? Oh yes, yes. It's May twenty eighth on Friday yeah. at from eleven fifteen to noon. That's, that's awesome. Um, that's next month. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. We're gonna talk to you next week. Yes, I'll be here next week. <laughs> All right, baby. Okay. Great job tonight. Keep us posted okay. on everything that's going on. Okay. Okay, thank you. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye, okay. sweetheart. Okay, talk to you later. Okay. Oh, yes, I will talk to you later, Noreen. Okay. All right, so our next caller comes from... Boards are acting up tonight. Our next caller comes from area code 740. 740, you're on the air. I'm so happy to come on right after Noreen. I really admire what she does. This is Sean Tucker calling back. Hey, Sean. How are you, baby? Good, good. Um, so if you couldn't tell from some of my earlier comments, I've had a bit of a roller coaster week in a month. And um, this last piece I want to share with you talks about something called paranoia. Um, this piece is inspired by Poe and driven by a wicked mental illness. Would you like to hear it? Please, yes. Okay. Like I said, it's titled Paranoia. Tick. Talk. The noise of a clock and a silent room resonating. Tick. Talk. Getting louder as my paranoia not hesitating. Tick. Talk. Just wishing the time would stop. Wishing my fears would go away. Thinking a lot. TikTok is a pendulum swing. Don't even appreciate the existence of my own being. Swing, swing in the clock of TikTok. Pounding in my head as the door goes knock, knock. Too many noises at once. As my senses are rocked. I look at the clock. Seems the time has nearly stood still. Only minutes have gone by? Could have sworn hours were killed. Knock, knock. But I know nobody's there. This can't be happening again. Stuck in a stare. Tick-tock, knock-knock as the pendulum swings. My instincts is kind of laid to such simple things. Slow down. You can control this. I tell myself. Even though I know I can't. The trembling in my fingers now becomes a whispering rant. Make it stop. Make it stop. I can't. I can't. Tick-tock, tick-tock. If I hear another knock as the pendulum swings, then silence. I'm panting, 
sweating even though I'm so cold, trying to get a grip on my mind, trying to grab a hold of anything that can make me feel like I'm standing still in a room that's spinning around me, still filled with the raging thoughts that surround me, not healed. I spill my body onto the floor. Seems comforting. It stops. No, wait. Ticked. Talked. End of poem. That was flipping fabulous. Hey, thank you. That that might Holy be my favorite shit. one. I like my dark ones. <laughs> you know that it just I don't know if you have you know, anxiety, panic attacks, all of those type of things that, you know, and, but it can describe so many, you can, I mean, without there being an actual label on it, it can wear so many, you know, and I'm not big on labels, but I am big on putting such, that was probably one of the best examples of putting such intense emotion into one little fistful of words like that. I mean, it it was really powerful. You could just, you know, whatever situation we were picturing ourselves in while you were reading, it was real. Yeah, and and Nyla, i got to tell you, I'm starting to feel a little more in my, I guess you'd say, in my element as I read on your show. It's helping me, and you you help me feel comfortable to express these feelings. And uh, these are kind of embellished, exaggerated feelings, but also very real at the same time. And uh, it feels good to have it be felt and understood by other people. That I mean, that's what it's all about to me. Mhm. Well, I think it, it was a phenomenal job. And you just say they are a little bit exaggerated and stuff like that. But I am betting that, honestly, in reality, they're probably not. You know, <laughs> you know, they're not that intense. But I, you know, it, someone feeling them would feel them yeah. that intense. Even though, you yeah. know, when it's all said and done, you can sit there and say, you know, yeah, it wasn't real. I know it wasn't really that bad. I hide behind the label of fiction with yeah. my film, if you catch my drift. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, um, that was just, that was powerful. That was great. That was great writing. Thank you much. Um, I was, I got off here. Um my website is back up and running. It's seantuckerpoetry.wordpress.com. And don't be afraid to search Sean Tucker Poetry on Google. As Noreen says, some of us are pretty Googleable, is that what she said? Yes, Googleable. <laughs> um, so, uh, and feel free to network with me online, guys, and I appreciate everything from all of you. We appreciate you, sweetheart. I'm so glad that you found our way to our family. And uh, it's just, it's just, feels really good to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. And it's it's good to be here. Much love. All right. Much love to you, Sean. We'll talk to you next week, love. See ya. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 323. 323, you're on the air. Oh, my God. Sincere from Los Angeles. You can find me at Ed McKinney at Facebook, Coach Ed at um, Instagram. And how are you? I am doing awesome, Ed. How are you doing, sweetheart? I'm excellent. And I'm not going to take too long because you've got other people that want to get on. So um, I'm going to say this piece and hope you enjoy it. 
75 shades of emptiness. Mathematics has taught adding years of sequence, whirlwind watching minds trying to add worthwhile syntax, inclusion sticks and attach ordinarily with informers adhering rules to find an end to the open market. 75 shades of emptiness. As we're standing proximity, overlapping our darkest 75 shades, when abuse relationship controls the singular reunions offering abnormal regrets. Apparently, parents shape our well-being through trial and error, where no blueprints oster regional free thinking comes, unfortunately, bantered by oppression. Who are you to judge me? What is it normalcy nor brutality around what love have to do with stopping the things you do? Concerts, plays, novels, based reality, fiction to nonfiction, storytelling, romantic, falling in and out. Love is paramount. 75 Shades. Through no hard, no hold barred of unreduced with unrelated increased linking disorders being unnotified side of mental illness into light cascading misery. You're afraid that you would be exposed. You would be abnormal, unparalleled. Show me your damnation if lying is your fix. Came to Abel, hearing his call. Words by blood versus blood, open in brokenness, unequal sacrifice, chosen favor of flavor, pleading circumstances, free will, oftentimes circumvent situations as standing five shades of consequences, carving excuses for abandonment as love has no name. Put a spell on me because you alone are mine, nor did we go wrong. Where are you putting the spell on me? You keep me in the house offering no hope. Can't stand it since you keep marrying me. Even move next to me. I love you in and out. Hard facts, knowing that we just can't solve those 75 shades of black. I looked up to you. Beauty is only skin deep inside nine squares of unsatisfied pleasure of hearts that bleed sympathy over time. Shading experience in which luck comes one over under primary code Letting grief stymie progress. 75 Shades of Black is the new orange. Single is a relationship that was not well thought out when seeking knowledge from getting to know someone who sleeps next to dreams. In peace. 75 Shades. That was a heck of a closing. You know, you, you have something that intense all the way through, and one of the biggest challenges is to be able to close a poem like that without it being like the little engine who ran out of steam but you right. you brought that that intensity you brought the power of that piece all the way through and closed it amazingly and that was phenomenal I appreciate you uh, I was listening to what you gave to other poets um, little little things to do like write uh, so many words a day, haikus and this and that. So by me listening to what you have told other people for so many minutes, I, I took um, heed to that. So I have challenged myself by you giving somebody else, and I'll try to do something different. So I want to say you're an inspiration to me. Thank you for challenging me, even though you're not speaking to me. You're speaking to others. <laughs> I took it, and I'm a student of the game, so I appreciate you. Honey, I'm always speaking to you. Oh, I, I love that. I tell you. Shout out to Gina Storm for telling me to come on. I appreciate you, twin. Isn't she amazing? I love that girl so much. Yes. 
uh, One of these days, her and I are going to go to the Waffle House oh, at 2 a.m. Oh, and beautiful. just hang out and oh, drink yes. coffee all night together. Yes, and just talk. Mm-hmm. Yes, that would be beautiful. Yep. All right, sweetheart. Do you want to read a second one? You have time. Oh, I do? Stop mm-hmm. saying. I did not know that. I sure, If you don't mind. Please. Okay. Don't it's make me beg. High. It's very unladylike. Oh, no. no, no. Oh, no. You will never beg. I, I'll <laughs> but I will. I will. I, I, no, you don't have to. I love your vibe. I love your vibe. <laughs> it, it, have you ever wondered? Hi. Have you ever wondered why she went home with you after the lights came on and the last call was announced? Have you ever wondered afterwards awakening to a meal and a new sexual fantasy unraveled from last night out of front-end backstory from the emotions of her. Did you fail or pass along whatever you did those last 36 hours? You made out with her drunken goddessness or or drunken goddess. That was your last night with an angel in a blue dress, high heels in a dream. Just my observation from security officers working inside the walls of music. Just another side of sight offering love with emotions with a shot of two proposals. Just what I see as another week working to pay bills and hearing sob stories from broken gears of reward, friends around the clock after hours inward from another weekend memories. Another weekend from a writer, Dr. Strange, security guard in the Hollywood club scene, Iceberg Mystery. Hi, have you ever wondered? Writer, Ed McKinney from Los Angeles. That's that piece. Ed, I'm such a fan. That was fantastic. You just... Oh, I'm glad you. I asked you to read another one. I wasn't going to let you out of here without it. So, <laughs> I, thank I, you, I thank you for so. spoiling I, I, me. Oh, no doubt. So I, I appreciate it. All right. Do me a favor, hon. Tell everyone how they can come over and visit with you. You can find me at One Half Court Publishing. That's on Instagram, Ed McKinney, um, Facebook, and also Coach Ed uh, slash Sincere on Instagram. Very cool. And we'll talk to you next week? Yes, ma'am. Awesome. All right, we'll see you then, hon. Thank you. All right, our next caller, area code 585. you're on the air. Hey, this is Doug Curry. How are you? Hey, Doug. How are you, sweetheart? I'm so glad to hear from you. Um, well, I'm glad I could make it tonight. I had been in the studio. I did a show. And I, I purposely went in a little earlier so I could get out a little earlier and be here for the last hour. So I got a chance to hear some poets. And, of course, I got to hear you. So that's always good. Um, <laughs> so we're working, we're working on a poetry anthology. I told you that I've been the, um, the lead editor among a group of editors for this thing. And it's going to come out in June. So we're working and we're, we're getting to the point where our editing work is being concluded, and we're going to get it over to the publisher and go back and forth with him. So it gives me, I think, now more more time. But as part of that process, I had to submit, as what, as everyone else did, they had an opportunity to submit three poems, of which only one would be chosen to be in the, in the anthology. And as, as fate would have it always, they didn't choose the one that I would have chosen, but it did free up the other two and now be spoken in public since they're not going to be using the book. So here's one. Um, to me, you must always 
practice empathy because the person who's standing in front of you saying something that you could never possibly go along with believes it with all its heart. And there's a way and a reason why that person believes that from his point of view. And you can never understand him or even overcome him or or turn around his point of view without understanding it first or at least being able to put yourself in his shoes. So to that point, I have a form here called The Simple Prayer. They didn't want this one for the book. <laughs> it's called The Simple Prayer. We don't love Nazis, but Nazism may be a hedge against the horde, the black and brown and yellow frog, invaders of the homeland, plunderers of our wealthy Christian white nation. Our heart is in this. Blood will be shed, as was our leader deposed, toppled by marauders, and were the monuments of our forebears felled, but their flag remained as a legacy of pride. Our resolve is girded by the shamefulness of the assault on our traditions and on our children's aspirations and upon our great mother, America. America, where freedom reigns daunted yet, speaking of civilization and civility, still keeper of promises, home of proud boys will fight to the last breath to see her made great again. May God bless our banished leader to again rise in your fire against the circus. For our faithful, may God grant a simple prayer. May the new insurrectionists revel in their upheaval, declaring that our service to as your steward is over, but find that the thwarting of your will can only cause your terrifying wrath and again find your will be done. Amen. And poem. That was incredible. That was phenomenal, Doug. I'm just trying to put myself in somebody else's shoes. They believe it. They mean mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And you telling it's, them that they're wrong is, is about as useful as them telling you that you're wrong. It's telling you that you're wrong, yep. Conviction and faith and belief, you know, they're, uh, that's a powerful thing. Yeah. You know, when, when somebody it's, believes 100% that, they, that they're right. Well, but Which I think is why I have so much fun in life because I never believe I'm right. Which means I'm open yeah, to I'm, everything. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of willing to be shown that I'm wrong, you know. But but belief feeds upon itself. It doesn't stay alive except for being itself. I mean, if you if you mm-hmm. if you stop believing, then your belief is dead. Now what do you have? Yeah. So that's what I I had actually another one, but I don't know if you had time. Uh, we've got 17 minutes left, and I've got two or three more callers. Well, why don't you go ahead? I just wanted to, you know, I just wanted to be present with you, and uh, give, oh, give I love you. Here. I love you too, and everybody here. You know, it's not yet. I just don't get a chance to be here as much as I want, but I'm glad I'm here tonight. I'm glad I got a chance to read poem. Well, knowing that, I mean, I was worried. I hadn't heard from you in a while, so I literally stalked you all over the internet trying to make sure you were okay. I mean, that's just, I, I, I hate to say, I can say that now, but I was really scared because you guys just can't leave me for that long and not let me know you're okay. You know, so I, I, real, I know how busy you are now, and I know everything that's going on, so the fact that you did take time to be here tonight really means a lot to me, so thank you, sweetheart. I should do better about being in touch, but 
Hey, I'm also, I, you know, the other thing is that my Facebook crashed. Like it got it got corrupted, so I had mine was in the name of Doug Curry now, so I had to, you know, abandon it so I could get it straightened out. So I'm now on Facebook as Douglas Curry, but, you know, all of my stuff for so many years is, like, locked up somewhere. So, yeah, so be it. But I'm Douglas Curry, and I'd be very happy to hear from anyone. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Great job tonight, and thank you. Thank you, sweetie. Take care. You too. All right, next caller, 419. 419, you're on the air. Hey, Nada. Hey, sweetheart, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. It's good to hear from you, my sweet. Good to be here. Uh, okay, uh, let's see. <sighs> I don't know which one I'm going to read. Um, I think I'll, I'll read this one. Um, it's called Love and Instinct. It's a poem from a new book that I'm working on. Uh, I don't think I've ever read it before. Uh, it's called Love and Instinct. You looked into my eyes, and you told me you loved me. You held me in your arms, and you told me you loved me. You held, you laid in my arms. And you told me you loved me. You held my face in your hands and you told me you loved me. You kissed my lips and you told me you loved me. You made love to me, called my name, and you told me you loved me. And I believed you. So I gave you my heart unconditionally, all in one piece, filled with love for you. And you told me that love has nothing to do with it, that you follow your instincts, distorted my perception of what I believe to be real in porn. Wow. It's pretty powerful. A pretty scary place to be when you realize that what is your reality is absolutely someone else's plaything. Yes. It is. You know, to, to realize, I mean, it's, it's the most irrelevant feeling in the world. Right. Incredible, right, my dear? Thank you. You're very, you. very welcome. Do you have another short one? I, I do. Uh, okay. Yeah. This is this is uh, actually from the first book I wrote. Didn't your mother teach you better than that? And it's the title poem. Gangbanging, dope dealing, stealing from your family and friends, killing your sister and your brother. Didn't your mother teach you better than that? Parasites, night stalkers, shit talking about cork and cane. Fill your own brain up with a dead dose. Comatose raghead, blue and red, you're dead to what being black is all about. Because what you're about is a genocide of your own kind. Where is your mind, fool? Fool, you're just a tool to a better life than another man's wife. He's getting two of us for the price of one. Can't you see what you've done? You got young brothers out on the street trying to meet their need by selling dope so you can feed your lust? Must loose. Cut that job juice you feed my young brothers and sisters. Putting blisters on their brains, filling their lives down the drain for a drug hype. What type of person are you? You stay the value for black folk. 
you stay in the morals of black folk. You stay in the image of black folk with your gangbanging, your dope dealing, killing life from your brother. Yo, didn't your mother hit you better than that? End point. Just you reading that makes me realize, you know, how how many kids just really need boxed in the ears? Yeah. I mean, seriously, you know, Dr. Spock, who did the whole, you know, don't spank your kids, oh, blah, 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 whatever. I don't know, I got spanked. Good life. There's things I know that I don't see kids knowing nowadays. Butts are soft. They're made for spanking. You know, beating a child is never a way to teach a child. But, you know, there's some kids. Yeah, I'm sorry. It, oh, I feel so horrible saying yeah. that. I'm such a bad person. I'm going to go to hell, aren't I? No, I, I, I believe in spanking. I, you know, there, there's a difference between spanking and beating. Yeah. There is. Mm-hmm. There is. And, and, yeah. and you're very true on that. But, you know, I think that there's just no consequences for bad behavior anymore. People lose fear. Right of doing things when they realize there are no consequences. Right. Right. You know, when, when, when I was a kid, I knew when to be quiet. You know, I, I knew when to yeah. stop because I knew what was coming if I didn't. All right, my darling. I was afraid, man. I knew if I was going to get a spanking, I knew that there was. I, that made me think twice. I did not like my mama with that yardstick. Tell her when how to find your sweetheart. Uh, okay, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on YouTube and on All Poetry under Melvin D. Johnson. Perfect. All right, and we'll talk to you next week. Yes. Thank you, Melvin. Yes, okay. And thank you for everything you've done. We're going to be talking about that in length next week. Okay. <laughs> All right, baby. <laughs> we'll talk to you then. All right, I'll talk to you then. Bye. Right. Okay, our next caller. I want to let area code 714 know that you are not in the lineup. If you're just here just hanging out and listening, appreciate you being here. If you decide you want to talk, you need to press 1. That will let me know you want me to unmute you. There we go. All right, next caller, you'll be after this caller. Next caller comes from area K area it's been a bit. Area code eight oh seven. Hello, this is area code eight oh seven. Can you hear me? Robbie baby. Hi Robbie. Uh, hello. <laughs> I'm glad you can hear me. I like I was saying in chat I had I had a half hour uh work done on my uh, on my phone line there. It went kaput yesterday and <laughs> that's not something you want to be happening. During all the chaos now, you know, you need your damn phone. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, I'm coming up. I'm coming in through here with one of my thematic sort of poems, and it's Seven Fragile Sisters. And uh, but I have another reason for reading this, and uh, I'll, I'll drop off. In the message or or, uh, or um, email why and uh, and that so just uh, I wanted to say hello to everybody in the chat room there uh, word machinist and uh, Jimmy there and uh, and I, I saw Noreen there oh no Noreen's still there yeah Noreen's still there hello Noreen and uh, Todd and uh, a few of the other familiars that have passed through uh, so anyways 
this is Seven Fragile Sisters. And from my notes here, it looks like one of the songs from Sting uh, helped to inspire this. But I'm not too sure which one right now because I, I haven't looked at the link. Uh, I have the links with my poetry so that I don't forget. Uh, so here we go. Seven Fragile Sisters. Seven fragile sisters hanging in the sky, struggling with their light to eliminate the void, the void that seethes with lights just under the surface, despite the unforgiving darkness, the unrelenting cold. They cast their light out bravely, these fragile sisters of legend, as one wards off evil, one brings a ferocity of light, sometimes in sunlight, twinkling in the cruel void. Other sisters there are, whose archetypes are a wonder to behold, as one holds a swarthy light in its sphere, and another shines with a quality of amber, a sigh to the human eye to see. What other wonders there are among the sisters, as one's as one shines forth, nursing energy to blaze in the nighttime sky, and a mysterious immortal bee eater relents with the shining out sorry shining of the spheres. These immortal spheres of light bedazzle my senses as a star hangs itself somehow in this cluster of light. How is it a star could hang itself as a mortal could when receiving an an unbearable immortal wound? I cannot comprehend the beauty of their stories told in starlight that after millions of years has only reached mine eyes. But I I pay tribute now to these seven fragile sisters in the sky as I sigh a a breath of poetic verse in my contemplative mind. And that is uh, Seven Fragile Sisters. And that's uh, a little bit of an older poem, uh, (laughs) for me anyway, 2015. (laughs) Fantastic job on that. Anytime you say you're bringing me something that's... um, Older? uh, What's that? Astronomy based. I was saying older. Yeah, astronomy. No, astronomy based. Yeah. I get excited. I know there's going to be something fun. Mm, thank you. Yeah, it's, as as many people know, it's one of my. Uh, uh, one of, well, it's yeah, it's it's my number one passion. It's it's the one I've developed a lot of interests over the past, especially the past couple of years or so now. But astronomy has been with me literally since I can remember, and I, as long as I, I can honestly you. say. Oh yeah, yeah. I since I was a kid, like since my very earliest days, it's it's been my fascination, and I I can honestly say I probably knew more about astronomy when I was like say eight or twelve years old than most people will know as an adult. <laughs> so. <clears throat> so are you one. going to uh, tell everyone how to find your love? Yeah, uh, I can be found. Uh, at uh, Facebook under Robbie's Multimedia Poetry and you can also find me at uh, All Poetry under Robbie's Poetry. Uh, unfortunately they didn't let me enter my uh, full name there. They they kind of they only allow you a shorter name, eh? So, and uh, it's funny now I've, I have uh, been there. I, I've heard a couple people mention themselves at all poetry on the BTR shows and all that and and there are a couple of shows at BTR that are ex- actually dedicated to reading all poetry poets so it's kind of funny how that's that's come up all of a sudden <laughs> it is tis kismet 
<laughs> All right, baby. <laughs> Anyways, uh, good talking to you. Good seeing everybody as usual. <laughs> it's good seeing you too, and you'll be here next week? Yep, I will. <laughs> All right, hon. We'll talk to you then, sweetheart. Great job tonight, sweetie. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. All right, we're going to go ahead and grab area code 714. 714, you're on the air. Hey, Nyla, this is Jackie. How are you? Hey, Jackie, how are you, honey? I'm doing good. Doing good. Long time no hear. <laughs> it is really good to hear from you, yeah. So what's Thank going you. on? Oh, a lot of things. Um, just a lot of things in the funnel just coming down the, just coming through, you know, working on stuff. I don't really want to put it out there yet, but uh, I just, uh, you know, I missed uh, listening to the show and uh, I decided to one night and, and I was, uh, and I came in too late, but um, as always, but I'm, I'm here <laughs> tonight. Well, I am glad you made it on. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Yeah. So, well, um, this is a narrative poem, which most of mine are. So, um, called Damn Shame. The old retired veteran that made no exceptions. He counted the amount of people strolling in and out not more than ten at a time was allowed in the establishment with chairs on the tables turned upside down. Not to exceed the capacity limit to minimize the pandemic corona sickness, his primary duty was to guard the entrance. Strictly by the book, the old guard was shook to his core, needed assistance against the resistance at the doors, defenseless against the vicious health risks, when the tattooed fist jabbed hard into his elderly chest. The air squeezed out an asthmatic weed. He struggled to breathe, fell to his knees, helplessly watched his attacker leave. Another senseless so-called random incident by another senseless professed extremist. This was not the change we hope to experience when nothing is normal about abnormal stress, angry faces, body tense, Entrance is guarded in places where spaces are clearly marked, socially distant, six feet apart. I should have been ready, but I was not. I was just not ready. Mind unsteady, frozen from shock, X marked the spots that headed my feet in disbelief when I noticed the roll that sleeves over the elbow inked into its skin was the same logo the old veteran experienced a few weeks ago. The hate monger is amongst us once once again here. The hate monger is once again here. Fuck him. I rebuke this fear. Exhaling toxic vapors amongst us still oblivious to the new normal rules without exception to choose or refuse. Face fully exposed, swipe a dirty napkin across his nose. And I felt like such a fool with no one but myself to blame. Shaking my head, I said to myself, this is a damn shame. Four centuries later, not much has changed in the minds and hearts poisoned by hate with blood-stained hands. Time cannot erase, and all I can say is, it is a damn shame. 
But we saw it coming and ignored the signs pointed in the direction towards a new day and time. America is beyond anger, so easily provoked. Constitutional rights are revoked. Signs posted on display clearly state no shoes, no shirt, no mask, no access. Internal anger, anger, too angry to share his contaminated air, I told myself to just breathe. Then shifted my focus to the lean blonde guy with the sky blue eyes above average height, at least six five, protectively embraced his new bride. With long familiar fingers, caressed her ebony skin, their matching then sparkled when he tilted her chin. Slightly embarrassed, perhaps a bit shy, blushed when she noticed from the corner of her eye the steel-toed boots scraping the floor tile. They became the target of his obvious revival. The look of disgust on his face pulsated through his thick neck veins, triggered by their PDA wanted to intimidate, to disgrace their love, to humiliate with shame, ultimately to inflict pain. As if his words were Bible, we heard him say, all this mixing and blending is erasing my pure bloodline name. My people may not show it, smiling your face so you won't know it, but we all feel the same. So let me say it proud and plain. Why don't y'all go back from where you came? We know who you are. We can hear your thirsty growl, but our flesh and your pains is not what you're going to get from. Best listen up now. This ain't no joke. Pay attention so you won't miss it. Uh, oh, did I mention? This is a fight to the, to the finish, and there's a lot of roadkill between you and my white privilege, and that goes for all you race-mixing sympathizers, too. Don't think for one minute we are forgetting about all you zebras, immigrants, and Jews. See, you people can't miss it since you ain't never had shit, trying to take away from us what you will never get. And being a man and being white in America is my benefit. Oh, you probably think I'm only talking about white privilege. No, bro, that's just a given without a doubt. White power is the power that I'm talking about. There are more of us than anybody can count, and no kind of vote will stop us from taking you out. Spoke real hard to Mr. Blue Eyes. Boy, you done gone and ruined your life. Where I come from, we don't make her kind of wife. Only a white woman is supposed to wear a white man's ring. You don't need the cow if you can bed your wench for free. He probably regrets the last thing he said when instantly blue eyes became a raging storm transformed into the great white hope. The extremist heard thunder roll after getting struck down by the lightning bolt that silenced the mouth of the unconscious body just minutes before was loud and cocky. The couple stood their ground, holding hands, moved through the crowd, and left. Filled down my spine, armpits wet with sweat, replayed the bullshit the extremist said, sentence after sentence. Now I made it my mission with the purest of intentions. I'm wishing that he would eat and choke on the very same words that he spoke, that his air passages would painfully close around the windpipe, straining to collapse in his throat. Obviously, I was not ready to turn the other cheek to sing kumbaya. Forgiveness was not what I is not what I seek. What I need is some peace and real justice. Peace is exempt. Without justice, breeds contempt. Fighting fire with fire will put out the inferno. 
blazing out of control, rage, burning in darkness with nowhere to go. It is time to start doing and stop just trying to open our eyes. Eyes, eyes wide shut is the same as blind. Being alive should not be a life sentence, beaten in the streets, brutally dying, when not a day goes by that someone somewhere cries beside an expensive box dropped into a grave. Bowed heads pray, secretly relieved, their loved one is safe. Well, at least for today, maybe. Every point of view will point fingers to blame. This is a damn shame when we continue to look the other way in a daze, a foggy haze, half asleep, half awake. It does no good to only complain, always watching and waiting for the next mistake and then act shocked and surprised, pretending that the fake news media once again lies, when in fact, we knew those medias, we knew those lies spoke truth. We chose to stand by and move to the side. Did we or did we not watch him do exactly what he said he would do? The, tra- the trail of collateral damage was not enough proof. The verdict read they were acquitting. Since winning is everything, no price too high when you refuse to lose. Just another obtuse victory lap in tailored suits and overpriced shoes. This is my opinion, not up for debate. In some ways, we as a race are partly to blame when we continue to accept every scrap of breadcrumbs tossed our way via stimulus to stimulate, but not enough coin to truly elevate, just enough for us to remain at the bottom of the economic food chain. We are already accused of it, so why not use our so-called angry attitude as fuel? America was built on the backs of oppressed tribes, Many, for the most part, have gone on to collectively thrive, leaving us at the back of the success line. Not all three things are meant for the right things. Hardships are given and should not be the reason we cannot do what the other tribes do. Our history is not an excuse. If our ancestors were still here today, I often wonder what they would say. Would they be proud or would they be ashamed of how much time we waste thinking about it and trying to? The real secret formula to produce the golden goose is to infuse hard work, energy, and effort into everything we do. And then we do ourselves the favor and do better. At the very least, let us just stop being the fool. Wow. That was intense and powerful and passionate and point on the entire way through. You know, like I was talking to one of the poets earlier, it's, you know, someone's faith, their belief, their, you know, what what they hold on to, it's, it's a powerful thing. You know, it, it's a very empowering thing. And, you know, your message was clear. It was well thought out. It was well said. Fantastic job on that, hon. Thank you. I, I don't know if it's unfortunate or unfortunate. I'm very excited. You're, you're cutting out right now, and I can barely tell what you're saying. I, said I, I should probably cut the smart a little sooner. I don't, I don't even know if we're still in the air, but oh yeah, we are. We we there's after the show does the broadcast, um, we're on. We have a grace period of time that we stay on to finish it up with the caller. So yeah, we're good. Yeah, I, I get hoarse after reading, though. 
<laughs> yeah, and you did it perfectly, too. I was impressed, I have to say. There was not one slip-up in there. You were awesome. All right, love, do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come find you. Well, I'm working on a podcast currently. Um, that'll be up soon, and I'll tell you about that maybe next week. Uh, otherwise, I am just on Facebook right now. At, uh, oh, uh, gratitude for you. Awesome. All right, sweetheart, we will talk to you next week. Can't wait to see what you bring. All right. Take care. You're welcome. I heard that real clear. The rest of it was breaking up, but that I heard real well. You know, <laughs> it's I, so good I, to I hear you, honey. Phone today. I got a new phone today. I have the, the SIM card in place, and I care of reception on this, so. I'm See, when, I don't know how you're holding it right now, but you're breaking up. When you were reading your poem, you were straight and clear the entire way through. I picked up my phone, and I'm holding it in my hand now. So. <laughs> oh, well, that could I, be. It was laying flat. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> All right. Well, fantastic okay. to hear from you, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. Good night. You too, hon. Bye-bye. All right. I want to let area code 815 know that you are not – in my queue. If you want to come on the air before the show ends, 815, press 1, and I'll know it's okay to bring you on. If you're here just hanging out listening to the end of the show, appreciate you being here, hon. I want to thank everybody who was here tonight reading. Appreciate you, all of our readers, all of our listeners. Uh, as I said before, we are coming to the end of our 2020 broadcasting year, and we'll be starting up with 2021 next week. We're excited to share our sponsors and everybody with you. If you didn't get all of our prompts and such at the beginning of the show you can come back in about five minutes after the show is archived into our podcast and or the podcast is put into our archives and uh, listen to the beginning of the show after the first 15 minutes of any of our shows and get your writing prompts and stuff for the week we will talk to you next week i'm going to end the show with uh simone uh bubin with One Watt Lover, and we will talk to you next week. Good night, everybody. When I imagine you old, I imagine you don't know me anymore. Your memory stretched as thin as your paper skin, the film of glaucoma snowing in your eyes. It's a new habit I have since my patients got frailer, more likely to stare at me like I'm a light they don't understand the source of. Late at night, at work, I meet the elderly, wall-walking. Right shoulder pressed to paper, side of the chair rail. Honey, what are you doing, huh? They shake their heads. I don't know. What they mean is, after a certain age, you either sleep all the time or not at all. What they mean is the night staff has a less fresh fear of liability, and they figure anyone with two good hips deserves all the exercise they can make for themselves. What I mean is, I want you to be old with me. Now, you'll notice I didn't say grow old. You do that your way, and I'll do it mine, but I want you to last five years. They won't be good ones. After the insurance has run out, after your children have already mourned, find your way to me. I'll be the woman with all of the broken bones. Every time they take me to the emergency room, the nurses will ask, who let her get up by herself? But I did my postdoc in bed alarms, and I've never been the type to wait for someone else to help me to the bathroom. Even if I don't know my own name, I'll know you. 
You'll be that guy they keep finding in other residents' beds during bingo hour. They'll think you're cute and forgetful because the young don't always realize that even the pillow of a 91-year-old woman still smells like girl to somebody. Everybody will think it's so cute when we room together. Even we take turns hitting the call button at 2 in the morning just to ask somebody, where am I? Why is it so dark in here? Your girlfriend doesn't like this poem. And that's fine. She's going to die at three score and ten, asleep in her own bed, smiling. Those of us who know to pray for a death like that, we know it isn't coming for us. It's why we drink, why we smoke, why we take our seatbelts off on the highway, why we fall in love with the people who say they need us by the time we need someone. Oh, we won't be any good for each other. But I want us to be it anyway. Be my last worst better half, the one who wakes me up in the middle of the night just to ask me, why is it so dark outside? Well, honey, it's dark because it gets dark. It's dark because all the faces that used to light us have burned out long ago, but I, I am your one-watt lover, your firefly, your flickering test pattern, your wet book of safety matches. I'm the candle behind you in the tunnel. I'm your last little bit of light, old man, just enough to read the letters on the backs of both hands. And when you call me, call me by the faces of all the names that you've forgotten, and I will answer. I will answer to everyone.